everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, I want some penguin. Immediately. <laughs> And my pants are off. What is going on? <laughs> Dude, I would totally be like a free-range flamingo master. Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the Panels on Pages.com podcast. With your host, Lee Rodriguez. Ooh, look, I switched the head around. Eat a dick. Jason Nye. Does Nick Fury look like a bitch? Then why are you trying to fuck him, Brad? And Jose Guzman. Don't tickle me. You won't <laughs> like me if you tickle me. <laughs> I'm gonna blank you so blank down there. I'm just gonna leave a mess when I'm yeah. done. <laughs> Check it out. Pee pee in my mouth. So strap in and shut up. We've got a show to do. Yeah, I don't understand why my direction to Nicole during that introduction was be aggressive. Just immediately scold the audience and tell them to shut their fucking mouth. I don't know why that was my direction, but it was. <laughs> That's the direction we went. With. She gives me a fear boner like Carol. Dude, such fear boners with Carol. <laughs> such fear boners. And I think I kind of like them. At any Who's rate, Carol? it is Tuesday, uh, March 31st, already the beginning of April. Springtime is in the air, folks. And this is episode number. 97 of the panels on page.com podcast careening ever quickly towards our second 100th episode. Uh, yeah, episode 97. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining me on the line tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. Party Pizza! Yeah! <laughs> Jose Guzman. Hey, hey, hey. Play with my balls. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, joining us once again, Mr. Uh, Kelly Harris. What's happening, sir? Cats don't understand Skype. Miss don't. Well, to be fair, Jose doesn't understand Skype. <laughs> well. Well, Skype is kind of shitty. No, let's be fair. Skype doesn't <laughs> understand me. I don't know. Sure. Skype might not understand Skype yeah. completely. I think we all have some room to grow vis-a-vis <laughs> Skype. <laughs> Concordantly and contrary wise. Uh, shit, lots to talk about. Fucking crazy uh, busy weekend this weekend. Uh, the family was all out of town. Uh, and typically, um, I would sit around the house, uh, not doing a whole hell of a lot, and would eventually kind of dovetail into some weird fucking mope shit because I'm a terrible fucking single person. I've gone on record as saying this several times. Yeah, yeah. It is, uh, you know, the sixth year we've been doing this, and yeah, it happens, it happens a lot. It's yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> uh, stayed very, very busy, though, this weekend, uh, which I, was That's not necessarily key. by design, but it kind of helped out. It kept me busy. Um, I was able to fucking, you know, I had plenty of free time, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, if, if I were to write a list of the shit I wanted to do, the top of that list was I, I, just, I wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch Birdman. That's all I wanted to do. It was a big <laughs> thing. 
didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, and, you know, no one to blame for that but myself. Uh, I got sucked into the stick of truth for just hours on end until I finished it. And, you know, uh, made plans. Uh, Mom actually followed through with said plans. And we went out uh, Saturday. And we went to see uh, we went to see Chappie on Saturday, and I gotta tell you, it was really good. <laughs> I greatly enjoyed it. It was I uh, it was that was out. It was uh, far from subtle, but you know, no Blancet movie. He doesn't really do subtle so much. <laughs> no, doesn't doesn't really do subtlety. Massive. Uh, but I liked it a lot. <laughs> How's our boys die Antwerp? Uh You know, they were fucking all over the thing. It was their movie, man. What it really it was like, they were all over it. Um, and you know what? Pretty solid performances, I gotta say. So they represented Zeph life to the fullest. <laughs> oh, completely. It was so Zeph. Nice. He's never seen a movie as Zeph as you will if you see Chappie. Zeph, so fresh. Uh, it was good though. Um, before that, however, uh, we were we did a little bit of run around. Didn't have a whole lot of time to like go have a sit down meal. So I said, "Fuck it. What's on the way? Hardy's is on the way. Haven't had Hardy's in quite some time." Uh, Hardy's, you know, for those of you who don't know, it's a fine uh, fast food burger. Pretty good burger for fast food. Yeah, le- a legit burger, and that fucking brioche bun, freshly baked brioche bun, is is the shit. It's it's not bad. It's it's not a bad fast food meal, man. As far as fast food goes, the it's service the though, the service <laughs> leaves a lot to be desired. The one we went to had a uh, a fucking self serve. A touchscreen kiosk. Because like, no, no, no. You order the shit. Yeah, so we don't want to talk to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> here, here's this the fucking the grill. Like they had a counter too, but it, it was right? one step beyond. Here, here's the fucking patties. Blow me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Talk to this computer. He'll tell us what you, you want. Hand. I don't. I had, fuck you. But uh, <laughs> yes, Kelly, uh, Hardy's and Carl's Jr. are the ones with the sexy commercials. Okay. The sexiest commercials. Erotic um, hamburgers for the youth. Yes. So many erotic hamburgers. The the hamburgers are just squirting all over your TV. Yeah. Fucking burger pearl necklaces. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and speaking of uh, burger delicious pearl- burger pearl necklaces, <laughs> uh, they, oh dear. I, I had the the El Diablo burger. Okay. This is a, a new concoction to the Hardys. I, w- I wanted to share it with you all. Oh, my. It comes in... Uh, Third and half pound sizes, um, you know, unless you're a fucking girl or you know a small frail man like Kelly, you're gonna go for the half pounder. Uh, I like half pound burgers. You know what you do? You're right. Goddamn right you do. So so does Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh man, half pound burgers are the best. Uh, you got yourself some some pepper jack cheese, uh, some tasty uh, chipotle sauce. I got yourself some bacon, uh, some jalapenos, and then they top that shit off with not one but two jalapeno poppers. That's what it is. They're jalapeno poppers. Jalapeno poppers on the burger. It looked like fucking chicken strips on the burger. No, no. Jalapeno poppers. It is fucking awesome. Like, I, I I don't know, like, I'm not a scholar, right? So I don't necessarily know the criteria one needs to win, like, I don't know, like a Nobel Prize. But I believe <sighs> poppers on a burger should be up there somewhere. I'm not an attorney, but I do declare <laughs> this burger is perfectly legal. <laughs> I don't know, like, if, if we need to, like, start a letter writing campaign or what, but that shit was delicious. 
I think the jalapeno poppers and the sliced jalapenos are a little overkill, though. Nope. Perfect. <laughs> there is a lot of... And it's jalapeno jack uh, cheese. It is not a, uh, it's not a mild uh, sandwich. It's definitely not that. It looks really wet. Yeah, it not is. as wet as you might think a burger with poppers on it is. I was surprised at how well it held together. Quite honestly, it's one yeah, of those that, where it's like mm, I am uh, out in public and kind of far from the house. So if I make a mess on my shirt, I'm fucking committed to this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes things just gotta get wet. But it was surprisingly it was it was it worked out okay and fuck it was good. And you know, generally speaking, I eat pretty well. I don't eat a whole lot of shit during the week. So you know, when I'm gonna fucking Treat yourself, Lee. No, I'm gonna treat myself. Goddamn it! <laughs> yeah, it was tasty. Do you, dog? Goddamn right. Movie was good. Uh, uh, we were also out about. Found myself a a, a new uh, Baxter Stockman figure, Ninja Turtle series, with the the fly Baxter Stockman. Uh, that was pretty cool. Gave him a couple little paint touch ups. Looks awfully rad now. Again, just little things like you know the. All the little protrusions, you know, are not painted on him. They're just, you know, the same color as his shirt and pants and shit. So fix that up. Nothing crazy. So you upgraded um, him from looking fly to looking rad. Looking, <laughs> I look from from fly to hella fly. I believe. Okay. That's what it, yeah. Super duper fly. Super duper fly. <laughs> uh, and then let's see Sunday, I had over my brought my brother and then uh, goat and his girlfriend. They came over to watch uh, WrestleMania, and my brother, ever the gentleman. I said, hey, man, uh, we're watching wrestling. You want to come over? He said, fuck it. Why not? We haven't watched wrestling in a long time, but, you know, have an appreciation for wrestling. So he comes over. I open the door, and there's my brother standing there in his fucking uh, in sweatpants, a button-up shirt, and a bag of frozen chicken bites. <laughs> He's like, brought chicken. <laughs> Where's the you party? You did bring chicken. Let's have a fucking party. Uh, and we did. And you know what? I got to say, it was a pretty solid uh, WrestleMania. It's a good show. Yeah, it was a fun show. The uh, reactions on social media were overwhelmingly positive. It was pretty good. It, it it dragged a little bit. There was a good 45 minutes where there was no wrestling happening uh, in the middle of there. All the like, concerts and shit. Concerts and shit, and they were clearly stalling, hoping the earth would spin faster so it would get darker. <laughs> faster. <laughs> because if there was one complaint or one criticism I had of the show, like, you know, the matches were good. Everything was fine. It was it was the outdoor setting in California, right? Uh, was a bit of a hindrance for like you know it's it was like watching live theater with the lights on, you know. So like Triple H's Terminator fucking entrance thing, I'm sure looked really badass at nighttime. <laughs> no, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have looked I think worse. That thing looks stupid in any lights. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if it looked that stupid when they were practicing it, they probably would have done something else. <laughs> but, but, you know, with the right kind of ambience and lights and fog and shit, like it could have been cool. But it just, you know, like little things like that. You know, even like Bray Wyatt's entrance was kind of ruined by the, the daylight, the, the natural light. I think above all, it's a bummer that Sting's first WrestleMania match was in fucking daylight. Yeah. That's just wrong. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. You know, not enough to sell the event, but definitely an odd. Uh, it was felt. The the light was felt, um, and in not always positive way throughout the night. Uh, but the show was good, man. Um, when they Lee, went what back. were your thoughts on the Sting Triple H match and the nonsense that was? Who, <laughs> who won? Who won that one? I mean, once it became 
WWE versus WCW, it's pretty fucking clear who was going to win. But it like, was just old, it was an old man fight for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when it began, you know, I, I looked at Goat and I said, and my brother, I'm like, you know what, man? Triple H is being very generous to Sting right now. <laughs> like he's letting Triple, uh, Sting dictate the pace. They're going kind of slow because you know, not for nothing, but Triple H is still a fucking specimen. Yeah, you know, he, he's, he's still in great out. shape. Great shape. Yeah, and, and he's had some pretty intense matches the past couple of years, especially at WrestleMania. Like you know, so he can go. You know. Uh, Sting, I don't know the Sting can go so much with the going, uh, you know, and then the fucking NWO came out, and like Nice said on Twitter, like, NWO and Sting were not buddies. Yeah, no. they were like mortal enemies, like, the whole reason Sting became Crow Sting was to fight the NWO. Uh-huh. <laughs> And now, of course, you know, Sting became Red Crow String when he was part of the Wolfpack because then everyone was in the fucking NWO. And now that you say it, he was in the Wolfpack with Nash, so there is that connection. But it was fucking original three-man NWO, so yeah. I, I don't agree. He was, like you said, his mortal enemies <laughs> yeah, at the time. Like, you know, it was very weird for them to come to his defense. And, the and, fucking- and even more so that they made it WWE versus WCW, because NWO's whole thing was fuck WCW. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was, a, there was an episode of Nitro where Scott Hall sent flowers expressing his condolences for the death of WCW. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Lee your tweet about at the end of the match Sting looked like straight up Bill Murray at the end of Kingpin. He was looking just <laughs> like uh, just his hair Bill all Murray. flopped out. Yeah. Man, like we was a few minutes in the match and my brother goes, "Holy shit, look at that bird nest." And then he fucking comes <laughs> up from some move and then it's just thin and everywhere and I'm like, "Holy shit, he's Bill Murray from Kingpin." <laughs> <laughs> Just dry and fucking just unkempt and just sad. Everywhere. And fuck, we didn't realize at the time, but, you know, we looked it up before the match started. He's 56 years old. Yeah. He's Ten years there. Triple H's senior. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he was a young man when we were kind of watching in our prime, in our heyday. I read that out of everyone involved in that match, the total age was 460 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> it was weird. It was weird that it devolved into what it was. It's very strange. If you didn't see it, Jose, it ended up being the NWO came out to save Sting, and DX came out to s- save Triple H. So it was and everyone DX fought everyone. <laughs> it was DX versus the NWO. But you know, there wasn't a single spot among any of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, 15 years too late. Backdrop on the floor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Scott Hall, huh? Good for him and being alive. I don't alive. know what Triple H broke his ass on, but he straight up broke his ass on something. Yeah, what the? What, oh I'm my trying God. To, I was, was trying to figure out where, when that happened. It was very early on in the match. Like, it kind of cuts to, to Triple H, and like, there's just this giant screaming bruise from like coming out of his trunks, going all the way down his leg to his knee pad. Yeah, it oh, just that, got worse the entire match. Like, just big and swollen. Like, and after the match is over, I looked at uh, Goat and I'm like, "Look, I have never in my life wanted to see another man's ass as much as I want to see Triple H's right now because that shit is <laughs> ruined. <laughs> like, ruined. It looked like, like I it wonder hurt if so he bad. fucked that up on the video screen that they had on the uh, where the ring apron used to be. 
Maybe. Because he took that one bump over the top ropes and then kind of like landed on the ring apron. So I wonder if he just smacked his leg on that. It looks like just what hurt is made of. Like yeah. bad times. My bad favorite part of the match was when uh, Sting cut the sledgehammer in half with his baseball bat like it's, it was a samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> well, my whole thing was when, you know, Somebody, you know, maybe it was Road Dog or the fuck, tosses Triple H a sledgehammer. And, you know, Scott Hall tosses Sting a bat, and like Triple like, "Oh shit, he's got a bat!" And I'm like, motherfucker, you got a sledgehammer? <laughs> like in that fight, sledgehammer beats bat. <laughs> it's not like you had nothing. You got a fucking sledgehammer. Uh, old sledgehammer, baseball baddie, steel cherry. I see. It's fucking weird. It was a that was a very very strange match. It wasn't necessarily a bad match. It was really no, weird. It was fun. Yeah, you never knew it was. You honestly, I did not know what was going to happen next. No. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I didn't watch because I'm still on my, my boycott tip. But the point that I was bummed that I wasn't watching was when I started seeing the tweets about The Rock and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. That's like, pretty cool. if they would have. Uh, announced before WrestleMania that Ronda Rousey was going to be involved, I I would have fucking watched. No Ronda joke. Ronda Rousey looking super hot in her over 9,000 Vegeta t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Ronda Rousey liking Dragon Ball Z kind of knocks Ronda Rousey down in my eyes a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and I fucking love her. Yeah, that, that, uh, that segment was cool, but holy shit, they go on a long time. Yeah, they did. That again, when they were really stalling, hoping for the sun to go down. <laughs> did well, they, you, did any of you guys watch Raw last night? No. No, I don't have regular TV. Oh, uh, so you missed the amazing bit of Brock Lesnar murdering the announce chain. I actually saw it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good. He flips over the announce table on top of Booker T and JBL, like just murdering them with that and so michael cole tries to run away he grabs him throws him in the ring and then f5s him out of his shoes jesus <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> it was everything i want out of an episode of raw <laughs> and the crowd just looking cheered. just like a uh, pink dyed cabbage patch kid in his match <laughs> he just gets so strawberry blowed up strawberry just pouring sweat I can say with I, I, absolute certainty, I do believe my cardio is better than Brock Lesnar. Because <laughs> <laughs> where he has none, I have at least some. Well, you know, tell us that after about nine German suplexes, Lee. <laughs> he's fucking gassed two minutes in. <laughs> but he still delivers nine German suplexes. That's true, that's true. Suplex this is when City Brock Lesnar just busts into your house and just flip picks you and the computer <laughs> up and suplexes you guys over and over. <laughs> like, worth it. <laughs> He's like, you gotta keep the mic on while I'm doing this. <laughs> More like, you gotta keep the mic on while I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a very good show. I had a good time with it. Fucking, uh, went to Jiu-Jitsu last night, ran fucking straight up beast mode. It's, it's been a good couple weeks. It was definitely, uh, Good to stay busy over the weekend. It was good. But I'm fucking tired now. And then uh, to, uh, I had a job interview today at work uh, for a new position. Hopefully that goes well. Cool. Yeah, I was nice. wondering if this was another in in inner office interview. Yeah, inner office thing. Um, 
I'm not going to get too excited because I'm feeling very much like Charlie Brown, that fucking football. <laughs> so I'm not going to get too hyped about it. Uh, I can do the gig, man. I'm qualified for it. Uh, <laughs> the other thing, it's, a, it's for a data analyst position, like you know, doing facts and figures, numbers, shit like that. You know, my fucking jam. And she's like, uh, the next step, we're going to uh, uh, have some testing over whatever. And I'm like, test? Bitch, I ain't test for breakfast. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> got on some tests. Oh, it's a math test? Pfft, done. So, uh, it's good times. And then uh, tomorrow, the fucking contracts will be on the roof tearing my shit apart. So It's been a busy week, Ooh. fellas. They're redoing your roof, huh? Yeah, yeah. The entire process has been wonderfully pleasant. Well, they haven't torn your roof off yet, so <laughs> good luck with that. These guys are uh, the real deal, man. They're, uh, they're plans to, and they did a bunch of houses in the neighborhood last year. Same crew. Uh, they should start uh, tomorrow. By Friday, she'll be put up there. They're going to get a new garage door. Fucker's going to come in and paint the ceilings and shit. Like, it's uh, been good. I, I went to high school with the foreman, so it's working out pretty well. Oh, every time he gets to your house, he just takes a knee and just bows <laughs> before the king? <laughs> pretty much. Might as well. <laughs> I got a story with that guy at that prom that I will not tell on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Will not tell. So what the fuck's going on, Nice? Uh, Let's see. I took down a lot of notes this week. Thankfully, I tweeted about my week a lot. There you go. I was able to remember (laughs) a lot of stuff. If you were here before the show started, we were getting down on a fucking uh, Phil Collins jam sesh playlist. Because I've just uh, rekindled my love affair with Phil Collins. Now, this is 80s Phil Collins. Anything after 18 and 1989, I don't really fuck with. You know, that's when Phil Collins got a little soft. I, I don't really dig on the Tarzan soundtrack or anything like that. <laughs> but, man, I've just been fucking tweeting about my love of Phil Collins and just, you know, reminiscing about life. I think at this point, life. if Phil Collins was on Twitter, he would be following you by He's now. He's fucking better. He fucking better. And that's all. all. Uh, what else we got here? So we live on a golf course now in a mm, older neighborhood. I'm not going to say a, uh, a senior citizen community, but there's some old motherfuckers around here. So I tweeted one of my favorite new games is to play uh, looking for the golf ball or Alzheimer's because we just got these. <laughs> Old dudes just wandering around our backyard very frequently. And we had one Sunday just kind of like they woke us up. People just bitching outside of our bedroom window looking for their golf balls. And then like the that made me laugh so hard. (laughs) Like like the adult I am. uh, I mowed our lawn for the first time on Sunday and I found myself a golf ball. <laughs> this is mine now. I keep you this. Put them in a bu- you need to put all the golf balls you find in a bucket and then sell them back to the course at the end of the season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or just keep them as fucking trophies of our success. Or throw them at the. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. something I suggested last night is we just get a bucket of golf balls and like hide behind a tree and wait for somebody to, to tee off and then just chuck the bucket of golf balls out onto the fairway. So they don't know which one's <laughs> theirs. I thought that'd be cool. Uh, uh, Rock was on Saturday Night Live Saturday night. That was great. I always loved The Rock on Saturday Night Live. Uh, watched some Netflix. 
Uh, me and Mary watched How to Train Your Dragon 2, which was amazing. Hit me right in the feels. Sons of bitches. I'm getting ready to sell off my DVD collection. That was, that was a good one. That really was <clears throat> I'm getting ready to sell off my DVD collection. And I haven't re- really watched any of these DVDs in a while. And I'm sitting down. I'm going through Netflix. And I see that they've got Snatch on Netflix. Something that I own on DVD. And it's sitting right over there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch Snatch on Netflix. Because <laughs> fuck physical media, Lee. Fuck it. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, if it's something that you have and it's on Netflix and that's a thing you want to watch, right? Then, of course, you're gonna watch on Netflix. <laughs> but Netflix doesn't have everything. It doesn't. Man. It doesn't. I am keeping a small collection of movies that I have to have at all times. You know, Star Wars. Uh, we watched The Incredibles the other night for the first time in a while. Uh, shit like that. Shit that is near and dear to my heart. Blues Brothers, Animal House. Uh, something about Mary. All that shit is not on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is not the answer yet, man. No. You keeping RoboCop? Oh, I am keeping my RoboCop DVD, yes. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, I've, we I've... can all sell our bullshit DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. I've got a lot of bullshit DVDs. A lot of DVDs, you know, three or uh, what was it? Five for 20 bucks at Blockbuster. I got so many DVDs that are still in the shrink wrap. It's sad. So I don't know. There, I probably sweet ass direct to DVD National Lampoon features. Oh, my <laughs> God. I probably have five, six hundred DVDs. Maybe I can get one hundred fifty bucks for all of them. Who knows? It's one hundred fifty bucks I didn't have. And, Where are you going to take them? Huh? Where are you going to take them to get rid of them? eBay. Oh, okay. It's the easiest. I would have just gone like half price books. I don't, know. Like I don't think one of those exists around here. Oh, really? Huh. See, you can do that. And I took a a bag full of stuff up there one time. And I'm talking like, you know, I had a couple box seasons of stuff. I mean, a, a huge bag of shit. I'm like, all right, uh, so we'll give you $19. <laughs> <laughs> huh. <laughs> all right. I mean, I took the $19, but, you know. Yeah. It was an outrageously low amount for all the shit that I brought in there. I mean, with the eBay, problem with eBay though is you got like I have a good chunk of comics that I, I they're in a pile. They're, they're, it's a dead. It's an eBay pile, you know. But then you got to put them on eBay. Yeah, and you got to deal with the people on eBay, which is yeah, always yeah, the like, worst and, part you know, of eBay. So, I, so let me ask you this: You're looking to put like a lot of five to six hundred DVDs, or are you going to individually list those fucking I've, things? I've already got them pre-organized and already pre-boxed into individual lots of about uh, 20 to 30 DVDs per lot, and they're all fucking organized by genre or actor or director or uh, type of movie or whatever. I think that system will hopefully bring in the most money possible. Gotta be it. I've got about 10 auctions worth of books piled in, like runs. Like in a runs, like, hey, this is a shitload of Civil War tie-in, shit like that, you know, which I sold off uh, Civil War and then the Civil War Frontline miniseries a couple years ago. I got like 60 bucks, which is not bad. That's actually, I think that probably is, you know, cover, if not more, on some of those. Um, So, I mean, it definitely can be done, but fuck, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I feel for you. Hey, uh, you know, I, I fucking dug my own grave, but... Compared to like taking it to someplace like Half Price Books, I'm hoping that it, you know, if I make the listings comprehensive enough, who knows? Somebody might be looking for that specific DVD 
and would be willing to, you know, jack up the price on the auction to get that one specific thing. I don't know if any of this shit's worth anything. It probably isn't. Like, I've got a fucking box of old WWF DVDs, which, who knows, could fetch a lot of money because they have uh, Chris Benoit on them. We'll see. Yeah, those might be worth something. I'm not and, sure. And then... Watch, when you play them, all the Chris Benoit are blacked out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like the ring or some shit. <laughs> he comes through your TV. And then uh, last night, Jose and his lady came over, and we finally watched Birdman. After months and months of trying to make plans and plans falling through, we watched Birdman. Lucid Birdman. God damn it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was fucking weird. Oh, it was weird. The one thing I don't get is... is Me and the lady were talking about this on the way home. What the fuck was the point? I loved it, and it was visually amazing, but what the fuck? What was the point? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, what was the purpose of the whole fucking... Entertainment. Oh, I was entertained. It was awesome. The way they, they made it look like just one fluid shot and how the scenes cut into each other and... You know, instead of like a fade or or a wipe or or a transition, they just moved the location, and now we're in the different scene. And you know, you'd come in following Edward Norton to meet up with Emma Stone, and then they're talking, and then Emma leaves, and you're following her, and then that leads to the next scene. It, visually, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I've read a lot about these pretty epic wonders. I need, to, I need to get on that. And Michael Keaton was pretty badass. Fucking and there were some funny moments. Edward in Norton was great in it. Everybody was solid. Emma Watson. I mean, not Emma Watson. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. She had like one major moment. And she nailed it. A lot of one <laughs> takes where these guys just nailed their their lines beautifully. Goes in tightly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you beat me to it now. <laughs> Uh, and uh, like it was over and Mary immediately just started talking about how fucking dumb it was and I too but before that what was funny or were you going to tell that oh well yeah I was I was going to tell that story because you know we started the movie at 830 and it was a two hour movie so it ended around 1030 it was cutting into her bedtime and I think she realistically resented the movie for keeping her awake. <laughs> She's like, fuck you! And it, you get my bedtime! And she got a, a bad taste in her mouth for the movie because she was having to force herself to stay awake. And at one point, she, like, before I realized that she hated the movie, at one point in the movie, uh, was it Edward Ed Norton and no- Naomi Watts kissed? And I just hear from Mary sitting next to me, she just goes, Mm. Mm. But it wasn't her reacting to the movie. It was her making sleep noises, but it was just timed so perfectly. Yeah, and timed. It was like, you know, she was like, ooh, I want me some of that Edward Norton. Mm. But no, it was, I passed out and I made funny notes. She fucking and did her own I, truffle I, pig. This one passed out a couple of times. You know, when you, you're. Just feel the body go limp. Yeah. You're like, oh, she's done. Hey, they... Mary has the uncanny ability to fall asleep in basically any position. 
Yeah, she's good at that. Uh, our new maybe s- like a low level narcoleptic. <laughs> <laughs> and our new couches, she's got her spot on those couches, and she just she is out like a light. I've got numerous pictures of me sitting in my spot and her laying in her spot, and she's a, just adorable. Hey, she works hard. I'm not gonna fucking bust her balls about it. She can fall asleep anytime. She, whenever like she falls asleep and then she wakes herself up, she kind of sits up and she sheepishly smiles and she apologizes. I'm like, don't apologize for falling asleep. <laughs> Just sleep. It's fine. You're cool. Do your thing, girl. Do that, girl. You're the queen of your castle. You sleep whenever you want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's like, right, boy. <laughs> like, Jose and his uh, lady were thanking me for dinner, for making dinner, and I'm like, hey, I made it, but Mary paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> But that's about it for me. It was a, you know, not not a huge, you know, exciting week. But that's those are some of the best weeks. Damn right. Well, what's going on, Jose? Well, uh, as you guys know, I I missed a couple shows. Yep, we'll take Man, those out of your check. Had some work come in that I had to do. Uh, went to this guy's house last night for the first time. That was cool. Got to see the house. Uh, he was, was on eyeballing. my best behavior. Did he, not have sex in his hot tub. He was eyeballing it. Oh, I, I, I was taking measurements. <laughs> um, well, a personal landmark. Me and the lady celebrated our one year. Oh, shit. Wow. Nice. Who How's, uh, How's she doing with the recovery? Doing great with the recovery. She Good. is uh, back to... You can keep talking. Oh, okay. um, this is soaking the cheers. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm cheap talking, pop. Bitch. That's a cheap pop. Um, you know, but it, she was out of the hospital the day it happened, and the doctor was pretty much right. You know, bed rest, medication, and then start doing things at your own comfort level. So she's back to driving and functioning and you know getting around still not lifting anything crazy and the pain gets better with each week so all in all successful surgery so far that's awesome uh she goes in in like a week or two to get uh x-rays to see how everything is setting in see if them new cadavers are doing her that job Has she had any dreams about the ghosts that are in her body now? Not that I know of. (laughs) But I'll tell you. What if the bone is from somebody who's like, you know, you know, just horribly racist? Oh, and she just starts uh, like just just swearing out, just horrible slurs every five for no good reason. Just threatening shit only nice as dad would say. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Get it. <laughs> well, I'll let you guys know if she starts seeing visions. We'll, we'll, we'll keep a dream. Better. I expect a full recap of that action. <laughs> she finds out where the Capone's real shit is. <laughs> amazing. Never been so disappointed watching TV as I was watching. What was his name? Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> Break into <laughs> Capone's vault. Just <laughs> you think you were disappointed? Shit. 
God damn you. Way to date yourself, Jose. Jesus, that was fucking 30 years ago. Was it? <laughs> How about that David Copperfield, huh? Remember when he made the Statue of Liberty vanish? <laughs> well, I've seen that one. Yeah, what a bullshit TV magic trick to do, though. It's like, okay, we're going to put a big blanket up in front of the stage with 12 people on it. When I pull the blanket down, the statue's going to be gone. The Mystery of Al Capone's Vaults was a two-hour live American television special that was broadcast one time only in syndication on April 21st, 1986. Ooh, we're coming up on the... Uh... Next year would be the 30th anniversary. anniversary? You fucking nailed that shit, dude. Wow, way to peg that. <laughs> hey, I know my 80s, bro. <laughs> I might not know the difference between a Phil Collins song and a Genesis song, but... None of us are perfect. <laughs> the best is uh, that splitting image puppet video. Was it Land of Confusion? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, but no, that's about it. That's my week. I'm back. Right on. Welcome back. Uh, uh, oh, we are fucking knee deep. Okay, okay. I got a question, Lee. You have been on the long bike ride of Sons of Anarchy. Did we miss the explanation in the first season somewhere? What the fuck is Sam Crow? Uh, Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club Redwood Original. Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club Redwoods Original. They've never said those words out loud. I had to look it up. But, <laughs> but, but that, that is what that stands for, yes. Okay, okay. We yeah. just, I didn't know if I missed... Yeah, I know. It's the colloquial name for that original chapter. Okay, yeah, because when, when they went to Ireland, they were like Belcro. Yeah, fuck me up. Yeah, I did the same thing. We didn't know the hell, what the hell it was. But yeah, it's uh, okay. Sam Crow. Yep. Well, we are like on episode 10 of season 4. I about to say, you're in Ireland. That's way deep into it. You guys are not fucking around. No, we passed Ireland. Yeah, that's... We're God, fucking yeah. around with Mexicans right hey, fucking dude, they did Sons of Anarchy's Ireland Adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that all that shit in Ireland is really good TV. That shit is awesome. Yeah, See, that yeah. was the season that almost lost me. I did not care for that season. Came so close to fucking his sister. <laughs> what? what did you oh, tell me? I almost shagged my brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then it's funny because we just finished Californication, and we've already seen like two characters off of Californication on this show. Yeah, at, at least three. Uh, the guy that plays uh, Opie and Sons, he showed up on Bates Motel this season. What has he done before? Because he looks familiar, but I can't really place him with his... All the bike. giant beard and stuff? I, I don't know. I don't know where he came from. But uh, he rolled up in uh, Bates Motel, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's Opie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's some there's some good moments in, in this series. When uh, Juice jumped off the tree, man... Yeah. Oof, that had us. Uh, oh, the fucking ATF agent. That was some intense TV right there. What was it? The season finale where they. Oh, yeah. That shit was good. So we're deep into that. We'll probably have it done by next Tuesday. Right on, man. It's not, a, not a bad way to spend your evenings. I'm just saying. Not bad. And then I think, where's. Um, Better Call Saul. Where are they at in that? Is that done or midway? They, they're almost done with the first season. I think they might have one or two episodes left. All right. Well, once that's done. You know what, done, man? It's really good. 
once that's done, I want to jump on that and then watch season one of Breaking Bad. That'd be fun. Watch them freak- parallel to each other. Season yeah. one of Breaking Bad, season one of Better Call Saul. Yeah, we're yep. a, I'm a couple episodes behind, but there's one moment in the most recent Better Call Saul that we watched that Nicole just says, Jesus, no wonder he went crooked. He tried to do the right thing so many times and just got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. That poor fucking guy. Yeah, what's going, what's going on, Kelly? Hey, uh, nothing much. On Sunday, I feel like Mahoney tried to teach me a lesson. <laughs> I posted this on Twitter. So, uh, you know, and WrestleMania was a good show. Enjoyed it. So I'm sitting there. I, I watched a little bit of the replay. I was thinking about going to bed, and I'm like, ah. Man, I, I feel really warm, and my stomach hurts. So then I'm just sitting around a little more, and then suddenly like, oh. Oh. Something needs to come out of me. So I go into the bathroom and just proceed to have some of the most intense vomiting I've ever had. Oh, that's nice. And then I think about what I had eaten that day. And I really shouldn't be surprised as vomiting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> because in that day I had I went to a like a breakfast buffet thing, so I had a bunch of bacon and like some breakfast potatoes there. Then over the course of the day I ate four churros and twenty four chicken nuggets. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. You're alright with the four churros, but I don't know about the twenty four chicken nuggets. <laughs> Are they McNuggets or just chicken nuggets? No, they're just like Tyson chicken nuggets. Okay. That's but a little still, better, I guess. Yeah, still. It was. It, it went. I ate two churros at work, then 24 chicken nuggets for dinner, and then I ate two more churros while I was watching Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Ooh, that's a lot of churro, homie. Yeah. Yeah. So then I realized. Said Roman Reigns, it's a churro night. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, when I was like, when I'd finished, I thought about that. And I was like, okay, I deserve this. I did this to myself. <laughs> it's like I've earned this. <laughs> I have no one to blame but myself, and maybe Mahoney for trying to teach me a lesson. <laughs> you enjoy wrestling, you throw up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, fucking voodoo. <laughs> but yeah, since it was WrestleMania weekend, I watched a whole shit ton of wrestling this weekend. All various. Stuff going around the WrestleMania weekend. I watched the two of the Evolve shows that went on around there. I wanted to watch the Ring of Honor show, but they didn't put that up on VOD yet. And I did watch the uh, Hall of Fame. And what we didn't see on the Hall of Fame was Big Show just constantly vaping, apparently. What? Yeah, someone that was in the crowd was posting pictures like, yeah. It was like before the show that Big Show could just not stop vaping. Huh, I guess... During his WCW run, he did smoke on camera a lot, but a lot of places don't allow vaping indoors. I'm surprised WWE let that fly. Yeah. That's horseshit, because, like, you know, (laughs) seriously, I'm not a smoking advocate by a long shot, but motherfucker, like, why can't they vape inside? That's the whole point of vaping. Yeah, but still, well, the point of vaping is... That you're not taking fucking so many carcinogens into your lungs. No, the point is so you can do it inside, trust me. Yeah, but it's still it's still getting up in other people's faces with your your hobby. Because, you know, it, while it might not, might not smell like cigarette smoke, it still has odor to it. It still is distracting. So to half the fucking people in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've had to yell at people about vaping at work. And like they're vaping in it. I, if you don't know, I work at a comic shop and they're <laughs> vaping in the store. And I'm like, hey, you know, you can't do that. And they ask why. And I'm like, you know, it's water vapor. Yeah. You're spraying it onto books. <laughs> that's not, a good, that's not yeah. good. That's not good. <laughs> All right. That's a, that, that's a solid reason. Like, don't get me wrong. I think fucking e-cigarettes and vapor pens look fucking cool. I I would, if they knew the health risks of vapor pens and e-cigarettes, I would fucking get on that train so quickly because I think they look awesome. I think they make you look like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. It's the fucking, who is it, Dorf, Stephen Dorf? Yes. Those commercials he does with the blue where he's just looking all fucking smug and I'm so fucking cool with my blue e-cig, Yeah, but then think about... I'm on the beach, I'm on a bike, I'm fucking... Check me out, people are taking pictures of me. I'm Steven Dorf, I fucking blew it up. But then remember back to Carrie Fisher at Star Wars Celebration with her fucking e-cigarette and it looked like she was from the future because it glows blue. How cool is that? <laughs> and just the big old cloud of vapor. It's like you're a fucking choo-choo train. <laughs> oh, my God. If you be a choo-choo train, right. you'd be a fucking choo-choo train, man. Yeah. <laughs> you get to smoke cigarettes and be a choo-choo train. Yeah. <laughs> be whatever you want. Just dress in blue, call yourself Thomas, you're a choo-choo train. I want to be the Hogwarts Express, Kelly. Jeez. Okay, there you go. There can be only one. Let's express. It's not. It's, it's ridiculous. There, there's like uh, in this small fucking town, there are no less than four fucking vapor shops. Holy shit! Those things popped up overnight. Overnight. There's one we got, here we got, called. We got like four vapor shops. We still got like four tobacco stores. My favorite tobacco store is the one um, right off like the main strip, main, main one of the main roads in town. Um, you know, huge colorful signs are at whatever. But as you're kind of, if you're coming at it from the back, like kind of around the like the side street, there's a giant black, a uh, giant banner across. I don't know, eighty percent of the back of this building that says "Kids Welcome," <laughs> <laughs> with like without an inch of irony. <laughs> Just none had. There's one down the street from us called Gator Vapes. Of course there is. I don't like the... I don't know if I like the word vaping or vapes. No, it's, again, it makes it sound you like gotta vape it up, bro. It's, yeah, it's just... Not, generally speaking, not, not the best of looks. Don't you start vaping. <laughs> don't you make me look like an asshole because I'm the guy with the... I'm with the dude who's vaping in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are making it so attractive for me right now. <laughs> to be like, who who brought the guy who fucking vapes? <laughs> we're going, this is the most indirect form of peer pressure Nice has ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking reverse psychology in me. You guys have talked so much shit, I had to try it. <laughs> What oh, flavor he's would rebelling. He's rebelling against us. <laughs> I don't know what flavor I would get, but it would be awesome. My stepdad, he's got one of like the big fucking like crazy like cylinder ones, and he has this whole kit full. It's like a fucking junkie smack kit. It's full of just different vials and shit of different flavors and stuff. One of them smells just like Red Bull. 
<laughs> Apparently it tastes like it too. Is that a thing people want to taste? Yeah, Red Apparently. Bull is gross, man. Yeah, Red Bull's gross. It's like fucking licking a licking a nine volt battery. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, in your mouth. Like I didn't know that was a thing people actually enjoyed. I thought they just drank Red Bull because gives you shit wings or whatever. <laughs> oh no. Got anything else, Kelly? Uh, today I had to file away some comics, and I remembered that putting away your comics is the worst part of having comics. <laughs> now, now imagine, I can't imagine what that's like when they're not your comics. <laughs> <laughs> it's Well, then I'm paid to do it, so it's not as yeah, bad. That's true. Because this is just obnoxious. Because before it was like, ah, they're just sitting there in a pile, and I'm like, ah, fuck, i got to put these somewhere. Else the pile's going to fall over, and they're all going to get damaged, and I can't sell them later. That. So I remember. I, re- I just realized. I'm like, ah, I should put away the Saga number one and New Fifty Two Batman number one. Those are money blocks. <laughs> about to say, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like th- these need to get filed away. <laughs> <laughs> you got first prints of that shit just laying around? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got a lot of dumb shit in my house. <laughs> he's also got a check for ten thousand dollars underneath his couch. Like he's fucking. <laughs> Shit, I blanked on his name. Damn it! Oh shit, I know what you're talking about, too. Uh, fucking, uh, not Tully Blanchard. Um, oh. the king, the king, not, not the king Jerry Lawler. Oh, um, Elvis. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna Google it. I know, ex- it, thank you, because this is going to drive me insane if we can't figure this out. Harley Race. Harley Race! Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Rob, you're the man. <laughs> King Harley Race. According to eBay, you can sell your Saga number one, uh, assuming it's a first print, for well over $100, Kelly. Yeah, that's. I'm debating about when is the time to pull the trigger on that. Wait for the movie announcement. That's the thing, because I don't know if you can turn Saga into a movie. Yeah, true. So that's why I'm like, they do I do it now? Try. Because like I did sell my Lazaruses before the TV show announcement, so I'm pissed about that. I only got 15 bucks for the first eight issues. Aww. Well, that's what the going rate on eBay was at that time. Well, right, yeah, but not next week. Yeah, so I'm pissed about that. I'm hanging on to my Thief of Thieves issues 1 through 6, hoping that show finally gets made. There you go, man. It's all... It's all- <laughs> It's all gonna work out. It's gonna be okay. Gonna uh, pay for the college I put. I'm going to put myself through, or shit, already shit. put myself through, kind of loans. Keep yeah, up on them, man. Don't don't fall behind because they'll get you. Oh yeah, I had an idea for something, a service I wanted to start called Loot Kelly, where it's just you pay me a certain amount of money. You show a up in a box, and I just send you a bunch of shit that I don't want. <laughs> and pay for my loans, essentially. That's actually uh, what eBay is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, when Mahoney was doing... Enough to catch on, too, is the thing. When Mahoney was doing eBay auctions, you know, he'd list something, and then when somebody would win it, he would just pack a bunch of extra shit in the box that he didn't want anymore. Like, here, you throw this away. <laughs> Mahoney sent me an entire run of the Christopher Priest 
Black Panther just so I could read the miniseries that came after it called The Crew because I didn't believe him it existed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I got to send Juan my copies of Jurassic Park and the Lost World because he hates those movies and he's he wants to give them another chance. That's fucking ridiculous. The man hates pizza and Jurassic Park. You can't That's, do both, Juan. That is some <laughs> sub- One or the other. One or the other. Oh, you guys want to help me with something? Yes. So you, you, you guys know Justin. Yes. My friend. So he, he loves Jurassic Park so much, and I troll him. So I want you guys to help me with this at C2E2 if the topic of Jurassic Park ever comes up. Okay. So as you tell him, the third movie's the best. The second one doesn't get good until they the dinosaurs come to the city. And the first one's garbage. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that with a straight face. <laughs> well, I can. I'm a sociopath like that. Oh, thank you, guys. Done. <laughs> Done. I'll just be in the corner vaping. <laughs> <laughs> you shit! Justin, come over here. Let's vape and talk about our real feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Christ! What's uh? What's up on some mail, Nice. What is up on some mail? Look at all this fan mail. Uh, you can call us with your cellular phones or your landline phones if you're, you know, forty-five. Uh, going six one six nine five one one pop. I haven't mentioned that in a while. So, but yeah, you can do that with your phones or you can email us popcast at panelsonpages.com. Uh, like your good buddy the Chad did. He writes in an episode. 39 mini throwback review. Nice. I love this bit. Uh, Shield spoils Teenage Mutant Ninja Rudolph as a news tsunami hits. Also, Jose rips out He-Man's throat in an epic versus match after watching bad Christmas movies. (laughs) Sincerely, the chat. (laughs) Those are just words. It's it's a fucking riddle. It is a riddle. I feel like I'm on Gotham. It's like a haiku. <laughs> Man's what, a poet. Did it say when uh, when the episode came out? Episode 39. It would be right after... I mean, the last one he told us about was uh, like around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving so it got to be right around that time. Yeah. Uh, then you call it back-to-back. Uh, episode 40. Mini throwback review. Uh, Nogmiser and Abe Vergoda are your flight attendants on Die Hard Air... 40 with epic Halo music playing in the background. Your in-flight meal will consist of subpar chicken nuggets, the hood eggnog, <laughs> and bananas. Oh, <laughs> uh, I could go for some hood eggnog right now. Fucking hood eggnog. Yeah. Fuck, where was I? And I was like, can we get... Oh, I was at Nate and Courtney's. I was like, can we get fucking eggnog yet? <laughs> it's in March. <laughs> the grocery uh, store near me is selling eggnog right now. Bullshit. It's like Easter eggnog. I guess, what do you mean Easter eggnog? That they makes yeah. Easter eggnog? No, I, 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 that's I really, brilliant. I guess Jesus makes eggnog come. Oh. oh. Maybe Jesus comes eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> but get an Easter eggnog? Get it? I'm I've in. Got a, I've got a fucking jug of eggnog in my fridge right now. Is it like pastel who makes, who makes pink it? and green and shit? No, it's like Kemp's eggnog. Who the fuck's <laughs> Kemp? <laughs> John Kemp makes eggnog now? Kemp John is Kemp. the hood of the north. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! That sounds all right. Yeah. I am googling Easter eggnog right now. Please, I mean it's not like Easter themed. It's just there. 
And like that's the only correlation we can figure out is that it's just Ah, uh, see, my eggnog sense for tingling. Okay, okay, how about this? They have a line of Peeps milk. They have a Peeps chocolate marshmallow reduced fat milk, a Peeps marshmallow reduced fat, fat milk, and then a Peeps Easter eggnog. Yeah, there you go. At what stores are these? Sold I don't at? know. I just saw the image for the Peeps. That's that's pretty intense. Promised Land Easter <laughs> eggnog, Prairie Farms Jelly Bean Low Fat Milk, Prairie Farms Easter eggnog. Holy shit! Highland Old Recipe Jelly Bean Low Fat Milk, Chocolate Marshmallow Milk, and Easter eggnog. There are so many different types of Easter eggnog, you guys. Oh, it's, look at this. Yeah, I wasn't making it up. Hi, hi, Highland Highland Halloween eggnog. <laughs> what? Jesus died for our eggnog. So we can just fucking, you know, why can't, why are we as a people not at the point now where we can just be like, you know what? No, we demand to nog all year because then it makes it not so special it's like yeah i don't don't want to be able to get it all year but at least more than once man uh jose you know the milk brand deans that you would Uh, see in like gas stations the plastic bottles deans has an easter eggnog it doesn't say easter eggnog but it has it's pink and it's got easter eggs on it during the break i'll take a picture of the one in my fridge and send it to you oh i believe you right now (laughs) Jose might leave in the middle of the show and go to the store. Because <laughs> I got what you want. And it's in my fridge. <laughs> well, Easter eggnog's a thing, everybody. <sighs> now we I'm know. telling you, it's Jesus-themed holidays. Jesus brings the nog. The nog don't stop. <laughs> a Jesus party and a Jesus party until the nog comes. comes in. <laughs> and it's on. <laughs> Why didn't Jesus turn the water into eggnog? <laughs> oh man, the Bible would be so much better if that was true. If that happened. Uh, yeah, maybe it could have just been lost in translation. They just it might have been. Maybe what they just didn't have a word for eggnog back then. Yeah, and they're just like, I don't know what this is. Wine? Why not just wine? <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're like, it's milk wine, and they're like, I don't get what you mean, milk wine. No, milk wine. They meant eggnog. It's a long time ago, you know. It's, it, it could be, very well, very well could be. Juggalo John in the chat, eggnog, me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, Mahoney also writes in. Uh, subject line: uh, Saw Tara Reed's ass and thought of Lee. And the uh, <laughs> email included nothing but this picture, which I have included in the chat for all of you to see. I don't know if that's hilarious. Apropos of nothing. It's hilarious and, because when I went to grab the music for the podcast. Oh, I put it like, in there specifically so you would see. <laughs> I went to grab the music for the podcast, and there's oh. a fucking file that says Tara Reed's ass. And I was like. Man, this is funny. And then I messaged Mahoney. I'm like, 
I don't know why, but spoiler alert, during the podcast, Lee is going to talk about Tara Reed's ass, and all along, Mahoney, you sly dog. It looks broken. It does. And uh, take a minute, like, uh... Oh, know, trust me, she's broken. You, well, you know, like, you might not remember this, Kelly, being a bit of a young whippersnapper, but Tara Reed used to be hot. No, T- she was in an episode of Scrubs once, I remember her. Tara Reed was by far her hottest in The Big Lebowski. Yes. She was? She was the one, the, what, bunny? Yeah. She was yeah, the those one days that, are long gone. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's winking at me. <laughs> it's it's good. saying, help me, Kelly. <laughs> help me. Yeah, it's okay. blinking because it can't, if it talks, yeah, it'll Tara know Reed's that. ass at this point is a cautionary tale. Against what, I don't know. And I just linked in the chat. A full story with numerous pictures of Tara Reed's body. Currently. Her chest is scary. Like it looks like any part of her body could just open up and eat you at any minute. It is. Uh, it's. It's more. Holy shit! Yeah, look at that. Her chest you, looks like. Mahoney. Her chest looks like when Stephanie McMahon is in handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Juan in the chat. She looked good in the Sharknados. <laughs> Juan's dipping into the Mike's Hard Lemonade tonight, everybody. She's 39, you guys. 39. She's only 39. She's 39 years old. Jesus. All right. This is going to haunt me. Yeah. You fucking... This is on you, Mahoney. I thought it was on Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. What like what made Mahoney think of Lee when he saw this? <laughs> it's an ongoing bit, Kelly, where just <laughs> random pictures make Mahoney think of Lee. I like to think it's because he loves me. <laughs> I think someone else did it to you for I think maybe Kerouac tweeted a picture at you thinking of you and then Mahoney just picked it up as a running gag. I'm sure. <laughs> My favorite might be the one with the creepy mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> also, according I, to Daily Mail, the story you linked in the chat, uh, Lizzie, uh, Christina Ricci is going to star in a series, a series, Lizzie Borden, based upon Lizzie Borden. We've been seeing that commercial, fucking every commercial break on Hulu for Sons of Anarchy. So they've already shot it. Apparently, they're they're promoting the shit of it for a lifetime right now. Fuck yeah, they are. Lifetime snag that up. But, you know, her story is not one that merits a series. There's just not a whole lot of meat on that bone. It's the untold story, Lee. I mean, the story's been told. I fucking... I know my killers. (laughs) Lizzie Borden, year one. (laughs) Lizzie Borden, first class. Yeah. (laughs) Starring Michael Fassbender. Lizzie Borden, the first Avenger. I would watch that movie. <laughs> I'm oddly into that one. Ah, oh, Christ. I think we need to take a break to uh, cleanse the palates. Let's do it. Take a break. We'll come back in a minute and uh, do the news. The news, which will include nothing, none, zero stories about Convergence or Secret Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw a news story about Convergence today that was essentially they're doing the same thing as Secret Wars where 
it's a bunch of cities. The different the parallels are striking. Yeah. It's like I'm so funny. In both concept and lack of interest. <laughs> like has it started yet? <laughs> no, it's never going to get here. Convergence starts technically this week because Convergence 0 comes out and then like the weird two issue mini series start hitting next week. Yeah, Convergence much sm- shorter. <clears throat> Maybe not necessarily smaller scale, but much shorter. That shit's going to be over pretty quick. Uh, yeah, two months. Yeah, we got a lot of Secret Wars to slog through. Potentially a year. Has anyone ever met a zero issue they didn't want to put through a paper shredder? Mm, that's a good question. No. Then stop it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. You know what did the, that whole fucking month full of them, and they were winners. Yeah, you know what the most notorious zero issue of all time is? <laughs> Catwoman zero. <laughs> <laughs> Kerouac zero. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Back in a minute. Bye. Break. Tricky stuff, pick it up. Here we go again, y'all. Listen up. Now. Step 
hop out of the car Put your hands up, turn back to the top Yo buddy, what's up? Walk a straight line, rocket heels to toes Now stop, tilt your head back, touch your nose With your right hand, take hold of the hose and blow Put them together, spray it under point oh eight oh. Blowing up, hit the cuffs and off you go Spin it around, now you're facing six months or so But while you're doing hard times, you can have a good time You can buy juice, produce like hooch wine You can get some yellow meth and two lines That's right, you can do the bender on the inside Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpages.com. Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpages.com. Or you can just update your bookmark. Check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped. That's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side, side up. And gets you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag. Cool shirts. Good people. Good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Yeah, I got I just saw your message in the locker room, Lee, about my lack of Secret Wars or Convergence news. And it's just like, there's only so much we could talk about those things until they actually happen. Yeah, pretty much. And it all no- sounds the same eventually. Yeah, and and nothing besides the fact that Convergence is going to ha- basically have its own battle world. Nothing really struck me as newsworthy. <clears throat> well, like they did the uh, the fucking Spider Man announcement that did that do the part thing with fucking Mary Jane and Peter and the baby and shit. I mean, there's stuff, but none of it sounds very interesting. <laughs> Uh, now, I just have to preface, it is March 31st. Tomorrow is April 1st. The yep. worst day of the worst day. Now, all of these news stories that we're talking about tonight are, for all intents and purposes, legit news stories. There's one that I'm kind of worried about now because it broke late today. But for you know, all we know, get a jump on tomorrow's dick bag. Yeah, for for all we know, all these stories are legit, and we apologize in advance if any of these stories end up being April Fool's yeah. jokes. It's not our fault. We're we're we don't do that here at panelsonpages.com. No, because it's the fucking worst. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's do the news. Let's do it. Come on, you cocksucker! We'll do it live. <laughs> Do it live! Fuck you, Steve Jobs. I can write it and we'll do it live! Fuck it! Cocksucker is such a harsh word. It is. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for March 31st, 
2015. Fucking thing sucks! AMC's season 5 finale of The Walking Dead was watched by 15.8 million viewers Sunday Holy night. shit. And debuted a teaser for the spinoff series Fear the Walking Dead, which was their second choice for a title since Courage the Cowardly Dog was already taken. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds debuted his Deadpool costume in an official photo last week, and Reynolds himself is pushing for an R rating. That might just happen if he keeps taking racy photos like that one. Jesse Eisenberg is so bald in the first official image of Lex Luthor from Batman vs. Superman. (laughs) So bald! You can almost see the part of his brain that resents whenever someone mistakes him for Michael Sarah. Suicide Squad has reportedly cast Killer Croc, King Shark, and Steve Trevor, adding to its already stacked roster. Out of those three, if they all shared a cell at Arkham, who do you think would most likely be the bottom? (laughs) Indiana Governor Mike Pence's signing of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act might force Gen Con organizers to leave the state when their contract expires in 2020. It's really awesome of Gen Con to take a stand like that, especially when Dragon Con organizers essentially shrug their shoulders at the ongoing funding of child molestation. And finally, Lobo co-creator Roger Silver passed away Monday at the age of 60, but I'm sure he already died a little inside when he saw Lobo's new 52 redesign. And hold on, hold on. (laughs) Breaking news. Arrow's Stephen Amell will join the sequel to last year's live-action Ninja Turtles reboot as masked vigilante Casey Jones. So, a real departure for Amell. And that is the Pop Top six-pack of news for March 31st, 2015. Wow. Infotainment. Uh, Juggalo, uh, breaking news. Juggalo John in the chat just posted a link to Easter candy corn. Holy shit. I've seen that. <laughs> I've, I've seen Easter candy corn. Easter's taking over. Not but I'll tell you who's getting some fucking eggnog tomorrow. <laughs> breaking news, that motherfucker. You know how so- eggnog is kind of hard to find around Christmas time? I, I think... Easter eggnog is probably not well known enough to where it's sold out. So, I, I hope you find your eggnog, man. I think it's hilarious that you guys have a fucking nog shortage in the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a nog boner. Right I can fucking <laughs> bathe in nog if I wanted to come mid-November. Well, I mean, yeah, send some down. To find around here. Technically, it's the hood eggnog that you can't really find in stores. Oh, specifically, got to be about that hood nog. Yeah. All right, I see. I'm with like, you. Like, around Easter time, I don't know if anybody's going to care whether it's hood or not. You know, take what you can get. I'm a big fan of the uh, Southern Comfort branded eggnog. Got that SoCo? <laughs> it's not It's not alcoholic, but it's delicious. Yeah, but if it's not alcoholic, I don't want it by SoCo. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is their vanilla spice eggnog. Jesus Christ, my email was still That's- up. I just turned to the left and saw Tara Reed's ass and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Forgot it was up there. <laughs> Christ. All right. Uh, first, I'll stick with you guys. I'll stick with you. First I'll sneak f- up on you. <laughs> first and foremost, the finale of season five of The Walking Dead was this past Sunday. Fifteen point eight million viewers. Uh, Kelly, sure do you, Kelly, good. you don't watch. 
I do not. And Jose, you're way behind. I'm, yeah, I'm a season and a half behind. But holy shit, Lee and I agree. Hands down, best Walking Dead season since the show started, and absolutely best finale. Yeah, you know, I, I've got a very lo- uh, love hate, leaning towards hate oh, relationship with that show. You but and it's, me both. This is the first time I've given a shit in a long time, and I was on the edge of my seat during this finale for most of it, man. Like, there were a lot of balls in the air, a lot of shit happening. Yeah. Didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, spoiler alert, you know, Jose, forget about this by the time you watch it, but none, ah. none of the, like, main characters died by the end of it. I was fucking blown away. Yeah, but, but, the, but the peril... Yes. It was, like, fucking palpable. Like, it was good. Really, really good. Uh, when, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're powwowing to decide Rick's fate, and they're like, then this motherfucker can't even be bothered to show up to defend himself. <laughs> and he's running around saving all of their lives single-handedly. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Carol has become the best character on that show, I think. In in the span of one season, <laughs> uh, who was it? it was Michonne that said, you know, why why did you lie to them? And she just goes, because these people are children and children <laughs> like stories. <laughs> oh, she she'll tell a child a story. <laughs> oh she yeah, will, she will. She will lie to a child. <laughs> well, I think at that point she was telling the fucking. Oh truth. yeah, man. But man, I never thought I would find Carol so attractive, <laughs> and this season has proven me wrong. And yeah, she got hot more than once. One of the other a great episode. I, it was a ninety-minute episode. Really was an excellent episode. But, well done, well paced. Which, again, man, this season, you know, that's been that's one of the biggest flaws for Walking Dead. Kind of, you know, historically, is just the, the pacing is dog filler shit. episodes, filler episodes, and there really wasn't a lot of that. Maybe one mm-hmm. or two, but I mean, once they came back from the break from the hiatus, I mean, it was not a wasted moment, and it was. Very nice. Very and, welcome. And the show has changed so drastically in just format. It's it's not the same same show it was for the previous four seasons. It's it's got a new level to it. With the fact that they've you know they've found peace, they've found a community, they've found safety, and it's it's their inner tor- turmoil in dealing with that. <clears throat> One and of, how some of them are going to you know, react better than others to like you know being back and somewhat domesticated again. Like yeah. it's really interesting. Like put those characters on their heads in a really interesting way that I find infinitely fucking compelling. Like really, really good. And easily one of the best parts of the episode. Daryl with a chain, fucking oh. Ghost Riders, three zombies heads off by whipping a chain at them. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so and, good. And, well, the fucking Aaron smashes one's head in a car door like just some fucking amazing effects. Yes. Good on you, Walking Dead. Yeah, they they, they got me back. Um, I did not see the promo though. That's a product of not having real television. So was, I didn't see the promo. It was very vague. It didn't. I don't think it actually showed any footage of the show. But it, but it essentially uh, announced. It helped announce the name of the spinoff, which is going to be Fear the Walking Dead, which not a great title, especially when you're already dealing with a title that's The Walking Dead. You know, I would argue that they would have been better off 
going the Walking Dead colon something and like maybe pulling a subtitle from one of the the trade volumes because like how do you shorthand fear the walking dead you just call it fear <laughs> yeah yeah that's weird but i didn't see where you were going but not yeah i'm with you it's kind of strange is there going to be a fear the talking dead oh, you know there will be we already oh, yeah. do <laughs> what if Fear the Walking Dead? Because isn't it's supposed to be set in L.A., right? Yeah. Okay. What if that show it starts as a talk show about some sort of drama that's on, and then the zombie apocalypse happens, <laughs> and it's following around Chris Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> zombie just, Hardwick, and he's just like, I was on a show that talked about this show. <laughs> no, like that. I love that idea. But Hardwick would have to die within the first five minutes, kind of like Drew Barrymore <laughs> in Scream. Like promote it as Chris Hardwick's show, but he dies yes. before the first commercial. Yeah, because you can't remember they put Drew Barrymore on the fucking poster for that shit. Yeah. They man, that'd be kind of rad. Like, just think like it could just be a ragtag group of like random celebrities, like Drew Carey, <laughs> and just like his friends hiding out and trying to survive zombies. I would be oddly into that. Well, I would I, watch that show. It's I don't supposed give a fuck to about the Walking Dead, and I'd watch that. It's supposed to take place like just after the virus breaks. So that that would be brilliant to throw in a celebrity cameo here or there. Or fuck, it's like Zombieland with Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Now it's when to watch Zombieland. <laughs> <laughs> so, Walking Dead. Good on you. Uh, next up is the first image of Ryan Reynolds in his Deadpool costume. Uh, he's kind of laying on a bearskin rug in front of a uh, fireplace. And I swear, I saw this as I was just scrolling through Twitter. And the way the like buckles and stuff and the, and the design on the chest of the costume, at first glance, I thought it was a lady cosplayer. Cosplaying as Deadpool, you know, because of the pose, and he looks very thin. So That's I spandex, homie. I thought it was a lady. It looked like he's got boobs. So I, I scrolled past it, <laughs> and then I kept seeing news stories about the Deadpool costume revealed, and it's like, oh, that's that same picture. <laughs> There's Ryan Reynolds is in there. Yeah, and he looks just like a damn fine Deadpool cosplayer, <laughs> and he's kind of winking too. So is the mask going to be? Oh, if the mask was animated, that'd make me so happy. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. <laughs> or some in some way expressive like that. Holy shit, that'd be amazing. They have like animatronic. Uh... Yeah, like Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah. god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> god damn it! See now, if that's not the case, now I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I call bullshit on this whole thing. If his mask does not move with his expressions. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to fuck this up real bad. But the costume looks great. It might and, be one of the most faithful won- costumes in a, in a comic book movie. Oh, it's yet. this and like you know the Amazing Spider-Man two design. Yeah, yeah, and maybe like Iron Man because Adi Gronov designed the fucking suits. But you know, like it's it's you know, Ryan Reynolds clearly wants to do it right. Like he has yeah. a legitimate affinity for the character, which is always good. It's always good when you know the people doing it, you know, 
have have a have a heart for it. But then also he's also, I think he's isn't he like a producer on it too? Like yes, I think and so. he's you know he's Hollywood enough like that he's got pull. You know, like Andrew Garfield loves fucking Spider Man, but you know his hands are kind of tied. Like this, if he's I believe Ryan Reynolds at the stage where if he decides he doesn't believe in something about it, he could probably, you know, not have to do it. Uh, we have the official synopsis for the Deadpool movie. You want to hear it? Like you wouldn't believe. Sure. Based upon Marvel Comics' most unconventional anti-hero, Deadpool tells the origin story of former Special Forces operative turned mercenary Wade Wilson, who after being subjected to a rogue experiment that leaves him with accelerated healing powers, adopts the alter ego Deadpool. Armed with his new abilities and a dark, twisted sense of humor, Deadpool hunts down the man who nearly destroyed his life. Sounds about right, man. Uh, yeah. Aren't they going about it the wrong way with having a origin? Yeah, I'd rather not have it be an origin. Because yeah, it just, the movie just starts and suddenly just Deadpool's there. Yeah, because yeah. Deadpool is Weapon X, right? He He's, an, he's a Weapon X experiment. No yeah. Department H? Or was he Weapon X? Where the fuck's Kerouac when you need him? <laughs> he's one of those Canadian things. Definitely like in the same vein as a Weapon X, but I don't know if it's that exactly. Or maybe it wasn't, and now they retconned it. But like, he definitely is you know, in part of that. So, I mean, if they're going to do that, then... Deadpool's that primary power is an accelerated healing factor depicted by various writers at differing levels of efficiency, artificially endowed by the Weapon X program. This enables okay, him go. to ge- regenerate any destroyed tissue at a superhuman rate. Well, there you go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um... I just feel like having the origin and not having Weapon X involved, it it's first of all, you're immediately remi- reminding me of Wolverine Origins, which yeah. is not good. And second of all, fuck it, just let's just go, let's do a Deadpool movie because if you just start it with Deadpool being Deadpool, then we don't have to deal with any of the connotations of Wolverine Origins. Well, the the, the thing with that is that. Most of the general public has no fucking clue who he is. <laughs> like, but you know what? Children love him. I, yeah, they have, but they, I don't but know. Even Lee, then, like, like Deadpool, like they, kids love him. They still don't know who they ha- like. My my daughter knows what a Deadpool looks like, but she doesn't know shit about him. Yeah, but Lee, nobody knew what the fuck Guardians of the Galaxy were. So you put a Marvel logo in front of it. Done. You sold it. Oh, and you know they're going to do that. <laughs> like I saw the uh, the Fantastic Four trailer before Chappie, and that Marvel logo was goddamn enormous. And you know what? It was that trailer was just as bland on the big screen as it was on my t- my computer. <laughs> oh, and then also fucking not to de- derail, but I also saw the new fucking Age of Ultron trailer too. Oh, I was, on, I was on Age of Ultron Blackout, and like. I hear Spade's voice. I'm like, what is this? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I didn't. Fuck. You just got to plug your ears. It looks really cool, you guys. And go, la, 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 la. Just got to get up and run. Pull it eyes. Yep. Luckily, there weren't a lot of people seeing Get Smart on a Sunday at 10 a.m. So I was able to run out of there without stepping on anybody's toes. Uh, speaking of debuts of uh, superhero movie costumes, 
of Jesse Eisenberg is bald, y'all. <laughs> People were way into this, too, man. Like, that shit was Edward's, like, first pictures of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. And I'm like, I'll bet I guess what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him bald. Like, it's a bald guy. Special. Like, it's just a fucking bald dude. And just yeah, like just mean. Just like every other picture from Batman vs. Superman, no color. Black and white. <laughs> this movie might be in black and white, for all we know. It's just a man with a bald head, and they still just desaturated the fuck out of it. I tell you what, though. Him bald, he looks a lot scarier. Like, getting rid of that curly mop top has, has done wonders for his look as Lex Luthor. Yeah, because most Nazis older, are bald these days, so that makes them scarier. <laughs> oh, jeez. She got Crazy real. Stuff. Just saying. And I think there was definitely a, a worry amongst people looking forward to this movie that they weren't going to make him bald. So it's kind of like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and it looks like, it almost looks like he's wearing scrubs or maybe a prison jumpsuit who knows it might be nothing but it's a halloween costume <laughs> he looks kind of cool i don't know lee i gotta side with the people that like like baldo over here i got no beef with it but it's like people are losing their shit like it's just a ball guy yeah like, <laughs> there's nothing super to get excited about <laughs> I mean, good, good for him for fucking shaving his head, I guess. But we can officially be excited now. It's Damn, officially so. shaved. Don't take this from us. <laughs> you can have it. All right. Bye. Next up, you remember when we just kept making fun of this Suicide Squad movie? Oh, yeah. Are, are we going to do it again? Um, Maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence because... I they've added Killer Croc, which I love. That's kind of cool. I love Killer Croc, uh, and I still say Schwarzenegger should have been Killer Croc and not Mister Freeze, and they could have saved that movie. Maybe. maybe, yeah. Did you see who they cast or reportedly cast as Killer Croc, Jose? Yeah, Adebisi. He will forever be Adebisi because Adebisi is a lot easier than saying Adewali Akinoye. Yeah, yeah, it's so much easier to say than his real name. Adabisi, call him Adabisi. You can call him, call him Mr. Echo. Call him Curse from Thor for all you want. Call him fucking Heavy Duty from G.I. Joe, but <laughs> I ain't calling him Adewale Akinoyo. I'll call him Triple A. How about that? <laughs> yeah, the baddest hat in the land. But it is rumored that he is going to be uh, Killer Croc. Now, on one hand, it seems like they're really packing this movie full. A little too full. But then again... They're packing all their movies full. He might just be, you know, in a cell at Arkham. He might be fucking Joker's neighbor or something. And that's cool. Uh, yeah, in it, but not really, like, in it. They're just establishing he's in this world, right. but not... Uh, and then well, next, like for as many motherfuckers as they crammed into those X Men movies, they were like, "Oh shit, we cast Emma Frost in X Men Origins Wolverine!" Like, it just kind of happened, and, and then you're like, "Oh, that doesn't make any sense." <laughs> uh, that is definitely point Lee, I would say. So no, no, they're gonna do it. Like, there's gonna be like 
They're going to have all these fucking characters in there. <laughs> and then we've got Boxer Raymond Olubalawale, uh, who appeared in two Resident Evil films as Axeman, is reportedly going to do motion capture for King Shark. And then this dude, um, Eastwood, Scott Eastwood, son of Clint Eastwood, uh, is apparently rumored to play Steve Trevor in Suicide Squad, who, if you know your greater DC mythology, uh, ends up banging Wonder Woman somewhere down the line. I thought they already had, like, their fucking guy. There's What's Steve his name? Guy? Jumping Jack Flash? What the fuck was his name? Ja- uh, Rick Flagg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they already had that guy. Isn't that, like, the role that he has? We gotta have three of them, Lee. We gotta have three of those guys to pack as many people in so yeah, they can I mean, each have their they own They just movie. added fucking King Shark and Killer Croc. They need a couple more dudes. What to- the fucking dude? Like, the, the <laughs> dude. Like, the access point, entry point dude role has been filled. <laughs> like, All I want to know is, who is Owen Wilson playing? <laughs> You've already got your viewpoint character. You don't put another one in there. That's just shitty, sloppy storytelling. Well, uh, who knows if he's going to be a viewpoint character, though. He, they might just be introducing oh, You mean to tell him. me that between Killer Croc, King Shark, and Steve fucking Trevor, Steve Trevor won't be the viewpoint character for the audience? Well, no, no, no. no, it, no, might no. Be, it might be King Shark. No, still saying that, <laughs> that. that uh, Rick, uh, Rick Flagg will be the viewpoint character. And Steve Trevor might just be a supporting character, or they just might debut him in Suicide Squad, the movie of 1,100 cameos. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Okay, guys, I'm Dr. Light. I'm say it again. <laughs> this is the fucking third movie <laughs> in their fucking expand the universe, and they did not earn this. Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller as the Wonder Twins. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's better than him being Dr. Light, because then he'd be a rapist eventually. So I don't want that. Well, I kind of like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than being a vapist. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's a fucking top sell. Vapist. Ugh. I just fucking coined a phrase, you guys. Market, Mahoney. This fucking movie, you guys. Identity crisis made me into a big player again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jose, you missed last week. Fuck this movie to death. <laughs> Kelly just going off in his Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson as Bane. <laughs> Take control of your city. <laughs> <laughs> He's so shy. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. All right. So if you've been paying attention to real news lately, uh, one of the big stories is Indiana's uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Act uh, signed into law by Indiana Governor Mike Pence, which uh, I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly what this, how this bill reads, but a lot of people feel as if this bill will allow businesses on the grounds of their uh, their personal religion to refuse business of uh, gays, essentially. So, like, a wedding photographer or a, 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 a wedding cake maker could refuse the business of a gay couple if they want, and this 
act would free them from that and not allow them to be sued for discrimination. Doesn't specifically say that, but that is definitely, you know, it's so vaguely and poorly worded that it could definitely be a, 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 a presumably uh, unforeseen consequence. Uh, the foreseen intended consequence of this I don't fucking know because <laughs> no one is attacking the religious freedom of white guys in Indiana. <laughs> they're they're pretty fucking free. So I, I don't know what the hell this guy was thinking. So before the bill was signed by Indiana Governor Mike Pence, the organizers of Gen Con said that if the bill does get signed into law when their contract expires in 2020 with the excuse me, uh, Indiana Convention Center that they'll be looking to move their convention. And Gen Con brings in something like 50,000 people every year. It's it's one of Indiana's biggest money makers. And, you know, the bill was signed, it was signed by the governor, so Gen Con is going to be looking elsewhere as it stands right now when their contract is up in 2020. And, you know, fucking a lot of people are taking stands against uh, the law and Indiana governor and Indiana, essentially. I know... Uh, Nick Offerman, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, has canceled uh, some shows that he was going to do in Indiana because His wife too. They were both yeah doing the thing, you know. Gen Con, just Milwaukee will take you back, baby. Oh, back. Gen Con was in Milwaukee. It it for years. Wow, this I had is no where idea. It started, and then I guess pretty much what happened is. This, like the city people were assholes to all the Gen Con people, and then like fuck you, we'll take our con elsewhere. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll take it back. I mean, I'm not, I'm still not gonna go. We'll take it back. <laughs> Tito asks if his chubby brother can go to Gen Con. Sure, your chubby brother can go to Gen Con whenever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I watched George Stephanopoulos interview Indiana Governor Mike Pence over this issue, and Stephanopoulos asked at least a half dozen times, like, hey, yes or no, is this law going to allow people to refuse the business of gays? And instead of answering yes or no, Indiana Governor Mike Pence just fucking went off like, you know, George... You know, it's it's comments like this that have, you know, ruined the argument over the past week. It's like, dude, <coughs> stop it. The These types of people are goes in tightly. Thank you. Thank you. These types of people are going to see themselves on the wrong side of history in 50 years, just like the civil rights movement. Just stop it already. Like, we all know gay people. They're... We all know gay people who are nice people, contributing members of society, and they love who they love. Just fucking let them be. Let them fucking get wedding cakes if they want to. Get off their backs. It's the same old, crusty motherfuckers impeding this every step of the way, and they're going to die. Yeah, once they all die, everything <laughs> yeah, Once they fine. die, it's going to be fine. I don't know if it's going to be fine, because they raise their kids to think the same way, like... You know, we think that it's all the old white hairs, but there's plenty of, you know, salt and pepper oh, hairs that feel sure, the same yeah, way. Yeah, you know, there's there's some of that, too. But, like, uh, you know, 
studies have shown that, you know, generationally, like, you know, our generation and even like, you know, the generation that, you know, my kids in, they don't give a fuck for the most part. No. You know, they just don't, you know, people like the, the millennials don't give a shit, you know, because it doesn't fucking matter unless you're just, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't put myself in the headspace where that matters at all. I just, I, I can't, I don't understand. And I, that you would actively work to undermine other people it is just, yeah. it blows my mind. And just, you know, and you know, it's, I don't understand how if this motherfucker wants a, mar- a wedding cake, so he can marry some other dude. How does that negatively impact anybody else's life? <laughs> I, I well, it's gonna get- impact their lives, and they gotta shape all these cakes into dicks, Lee. <laughs> that's, I mean, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Two dicks, <laughs> just no, docking, bumping into each other. Yep, just dicks docking is gonna be the new bestseller. And they got to fill it up with vanilla frosting. <laughs> yeah, just make fucking two eclairs, bro. Well, my favorite Charge bit, $500. Uh, John, Stewart, John Stewart did a bit about it. about how They showed a clip of some guy talking about how, like, you know, uh, he's like a Walmart baker, you know, working the baking department at Walmart. It's how, like, I, he, I don't think I'd feel comfortable selling, you know, a wedding cake to a gay man. And it cuts John Stewart. He just goes, as if a gay wedding would have their fucking wedding cake from Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous. Good for Gen Con for standing up. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this and other story, it's, it's weird to see, you know, to think about, you know, the economy of Indiana just taking a shit as a result of this, but motherfuckers making the bed, laying it for a minute. But make sure there's no dude in there, because that's gay. <laughs> yeah. There can't be two, two dudes, like, bumping their wieners together. What if, they're, what if their thighs touch? That's, that's, that's almost as bad as dicks. Ugh. It's creepy. It's gross. Gotta put a pillow in there. Just, you know. Leave a little bit of room for Jesus. It'll be okay. Both their balls sway the same way at the same time. They touch. (laughs) I mean, just, you know, it's a slippery slope, Kelly. Yep. Next, there's going to be fucking turtles. Fucking the pillow (laughs) barrier goes away. Next thing you know, you're picking out a font for your invitation. Mm hmm. And it's like, what's that in my butt? Oh. Hello, George. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that needs to go on the fucking intro. Uh, hello, George. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a final story before we get to our breaking news. Uh, Lobo co-creator Roger Silfer passed away Monday at the age of 60. Uh, he was on the way from his nursing home to an emergency room. He was 60 years old. I don't know if we talked about this when it originally happened, but he was seriously injured in a 2012 hit and run. I do not remember the story, but it's crazy. Dad. And that's why yeah, I was gonna say he's pretty young to be in a nursing home. Yeah, uh, he he was fucking a vegetable essentially for the past that's awful few years. Jeez. But they were saying that he was getting better. He was writing words and uh, he was nodding yes and no to questions. They put a speaking valve in his trachea, and he was able to say yes, no, and hi. And you know he was improving, and then all of a sudden he just fucking kicks it. That's a oh, shame. That's awful. Yeah, that's my worst fears are being trapped in my own body like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the to be a fucking prisoner in the shell. Ugh. The hit and run, Santa Monica, California, left Silver in critical condition with broken bones and a traumatic brain injury. He was comatose for nearly a month, and no arrest has been made. In no the arrest. I remember reading that too. That's crazy. Jeez, it's fucked up, man. And all this guy looks nothing like Lynn Wayne either. That's crazy. Nothing, nobody. Nothing. Okay. 
<laughs> I got it. I fucking get it. I've been sitting on that all day. <laughs> <laughs> and then our breaking news story is uh, Stephen Amell announced it on his Facebook that he will be joining the Ninja Turtles sequel as Casey Jones. Oh, fuck. See, I didn't realize that he said it. Shit. He did say it. That lends a little bit of credibility. It does, but then again... But he's also got a pretty good sense of humor. Right. Right. He does? Yeah, but let's not hope that good. Because that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. Unless he's pulling a goddamn Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> and he, he wants it. See, I, I like Stephen Amell quite a lot. He's really good in Arrow. He was really good in uh, the show Hung. Like, I, I like him. But like, and but I don't want him a part of this because it's so bad. And then, but the other part of me that thinks it's a joke is because nothing about what I saw in that movie leads me to believe that they respect the mythology enough to everything about putting Casey Jones in these movies. What if Casey Jones is a turtle? Casey Jones (laughs) turns out to be the alien from space that brought the mutant. mutant Yeah. Uh, three hours ago, Stephen Amell on Facebook. What a fantastic day. Honored to play Casey Jones in hashtag TMNT2. Then he posted a picture of Casey Jones. Uh, my initial reaction is, I you know, I haven't watched a whole lot of Arrow. But Arrow, I know everybody is really digging on Arrow. It's gotten a lot better over the years. So I, I like the casting just for the matter of... People like this dude, and I think he'd do a decent job because he's essentially playing a, a vigilante on Arrow. But on the other hand, it's a lone ray of light <laughs> in the otherwise Holocaust that is t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. But you know they're going to be Bob and Rex today. They're going to, but that doesn't mean it's going to be any good. They had oh, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo <laughs> in the first one. I and you know what? House today, when we got the news, we just sat around talking for a long time about how just they broke the rules, and that broke the fucking movie. <laughs> Ridiculous. What rules did they break? The the big like, we talked. We've been talking about how like you know. All this shit, you know, Transformers, like all, all the all the stuff has rules. Silly as they may might be, there's rules, and you, if you break them, you break the property, you know. And the big one for me for Turtles was there has to be a relationship between Splinter and the Shredder. Ah, yes. If you, if you don't, do, that's one of the fucking rules. No matter what it is, like there has to be something there. And like the minute that's gone, the movie had no chance because the story had no drive but there was no motivation for anybody to do anything they just did shit sure there was there was a million other connections besides you know splinter and shredder not knowing they each fought other. the shredder because he <laughs> showed up in their house for a bit <laughs> like he just, it just shit just happened no reason for anything <laughs> no and then there was that whole backtracking on who the shredder really was gonna be right yeah yeah, yeah. that's what pissed me off they're like, oh shit! Halfway through shooting the movie, some intern ran in and said, "Guys, guys, Shredder's Asian." Like, Fuck. <laughs> you know, I saw this news about Stephen Amell as Casey Jones, and I immediately thought of John Michael because he loves three things in this life. <laughs> he loves Stephen Amell. 
he loves Power Rangers and he loves the Ninja Turtles. And but he did not like that Ninja Turtles movie. And I'm just thinking to myself, I saw Stephen Amell cast as Casey Jones, and it's like, well, JM has to see this movie now. And he posted <laughs> on Facebook, and he's like, yeah, looks like I'm going to have to see this movie now. <laughs> and for me, it kind of made me feel that way for a second. Even though I'm not the biggest Stephen Amell fan, but I'm a, I am fucking love Casey Jones. And for a I second, know. it gave me pause, like, well, if they're doing Casey Jones and they got a decent actor to be Casey Jones maybe they're turning the corner on this thing but yeah, there is always the chance that they could turn it around the, you know is it the same director uh I do not believe it is the same director I do not believe the first movie had a director <laughs> <laughs> because it goes back to my point we all know it as Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles that guy got a pass that directed the movie uh, it will be directed by David Green uh uh, the first okay, one was turtles are green, yo. The first one was directed by Jonathan Liebesman. Michael Bay is still producing, and then I had this he thought: is. he's not taking his name off of it. It made money. Yeah, I had a thought that maybe in some fucking boardroom in L.A., they're just looking at people shitting on the first Ninja Turtles movie, and they're like, "Okay, it made money, but." People probably don't want to see a sequel. We need to get a fucking hot actor to play a favorite Not just character. Not a hot actor, but a hot genre actor. Yeah, we need to get a hot nerd actor to play one of the classic Ninja Turtles characters as bait to get them to come back. And I think that's exactly what this is. It's, it's a very calculated move. Yeah, I just, you know, the Turtle cartoon and, you know, the Transformers comic books, like, all this, there's plenty of proof out there that shows that, you know, you can tell good stories of these characters. Like, a, a good script will go a long way. So, you know, you can throw all the fucking Stephen Amell's out of you want. Like, just, let's, let's get a script that's not dog shit. Well, I, I'm going to have to assume that they already have a script because apparently they're already shooting. Because really? They shot a scene at Madison Square Garden. It was a Knicks, no shit. It was a Knicks hmm. Clippers game. They had uh, Will Arnett there and uh, supermodel Alessandra Ambrosio. They filmed a scene uh, where uh, she kissed him on the cheek, and then apparently, L.A. Clippers players DeAndre Jordan, Matt Barnes, J.J. Redick, Austin Rivers, and Spencer Hawes will have cameos. They'll have a scene in the movie. Huh. I, I saw that and I was like, man, this movie is just going to be more of the same bullshit. Some fucking hot supermodel kissing on Vern, and then the Clippers have a scene? What? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even get a fucking Nick? You couldn't get a New York <laughs> Nick to be in this movie? Oh. And you couldn't even get Blake Griffin. Yeah. No Blake Griffin, no, no Chris Paul. J.J. Reddick. He's got a rap album. He's a white boy. <laughs> that makes him perfect for this turtle movie. Uh, yeah, maybe he's the vanilla ice of this Ninja Turtles, too. I mean, which, which basketball player is going to be in the turtle movie? Um, how about the white guy that raps? <laughs> Pick one of those. That sounds perfect. And the rumor is that the title of the movie is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon half shell. I hated that fucking turtle movie so bad, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
I'm, I'm, I'm getting mad all over again. <laughs> what if they called it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Terror Raid's ass? <laughs> Terror Raid's ass when you're playing the part of Krang. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fitting. Yeah, that'd be all right. I think what will really decide it for me... <laughs> Terror Raid's ass flopping around talking to the third person. <laughs> <laughs> Just a Every muppet a throws up. Just a muppet of an ass. <laughs> I'm I I need to see Bebop and Rocksteady in a trailer. I think that will sell me one way or another. Like I if I see a scene of Bebop and Rocksteady like back to back with just fucking huge ass guns in the middle of Times Square, just fucking unloading. Oh, as there's the, gonna be guns as the camera swoops around them. Then I'm in. Now, there will yeah, be give guns, me a bad boy there will be machine guns in broad daylight Rocksteady. in the trailer movie. You bet your ass. And then just bullets bouncing off of Raphael. <laughs> oh, Terror yeah, remember that. Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> remember when they were bulletproof? Yeah, yeah so you, fucking Bebop and Rocksteady can bring all the machine guns they want. When you're bulletproof, you don't need to be a ninja anymore. And the best part is they didn't even know they were bulletproof. They're like, oh, that's not cool. Lot, not a lot of opportunities to get shot in the sewer, I guess. But point being, they're such shitty ninjas that they got shot with machine guns. <laughs> oh, my God. God, I hate it. So it's kind of a ray of light, but then again, you can't trust them. It's a ray of light inexplicably shining out of the bottom of a porta shitter. <laughs> it's kind of like when you know they announced that John Malkovich was going to be in Transformers Three. It's kind of like, oh man, <laughs> that's kind of rad. Like he's an awesome actor. Or Kelsey Grammer in Transformers Four. I was like, oh yeah, now we're talking, bros. I didn't have it as one of my six stories, but have you seen that Paramount is looking to do a Transformers expanded universe of movies? Yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense either. <laughs> How about you fix the universe you already started? I put a link in the a picture in the chat, Nice of the turtles on set uh, and the fucking costumes. <laughs> and there's uh, fucking Aquaman's giant fucking dick hanging out there. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raphael fucking walk with a limp. <laughs> I love the armband with the R on it. <laughs> it looks like it, he's in Team Rocket. Well, they all have armbands with their turtle on it in case they fucking forgot, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> well, fucking Leonardo and Raphael look like the same dude. <laughs> essentially, so. So is Knoxville coming back? He wasn't there the first time. They added him two weeks <laughs> before the movie came out. You think they'll have the same guy from the first one play the turtle? Ideally, and just bring Knoxville back. Ideally, they would fucking wipe the slate clean of everything—the designs, the voices, the fucking mythology of it all. But you tell me they reboot that shit after one movie, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking take a page out of the Fox book. Go nuts, please. Amazing turtles, that shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's really bad, you guys. That wasn't me. That was me <laughs> closing my news notes, but I wanted to make a joke. Like that—that that was just my computer just fucking 
throwing itself on the fire against the Ninja <laughs> Turtles 2. It was like, nope, we're sorry. <laughs> you cannot see this movie. Oh, Christ. Let's talk about tur- uh, comic books. Get the fuck out of here. We can talk about turtles because I read a turtles comic. How about that? Hey. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash it. And your it's hands. a turtle. It's a turtle talking about comics just then. Oh, shit. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the uh, Ninja Turtles Mutanimals number two came out. Um, damn, it's good, dude. So good. Uh, Andy Kuhn uh, doing the art there. He did a couple of, I think he did the, he's done several arcs of the main book. Uh, Paul Allure, who's writing I'm not familiar with, uh, kind of crushing it on this, man. Lots of uh, Slash and Hob stuff. Um, the Mutagen Man. They debuted the Mutagen Man here. He's a kind of a cool, uh, tragic figure. Um, <laughs> seeing where they're on the couch, uh, Mondo Gecko and the Mutagen Man are on the couch. And uh, Mondo Gecko says, I can't call you Mutagen Man. Like, Don't you have like a regular name? And he says, I've never really had one. Never had a need for one. And he says, all right, man, I'm going I'm to call you Seymour. Seymour Guts. <laughs> 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 so from then on, they got a big laugh out of it. And so from now on, he called himself Seymour. Like, fucking hop something to go into battle. He's like, we're going to go out. Like, you know, you don't have to come with us. You know, you're new here. You can kind of relax. I'm sure you're not ready. But, you know, we'll come back and get you later, Mutagen Man. And he says, no, I'm ready. I want to go. I got to see this through. And, sir, my name is not Mutagen Man. It's Seymour. Seymour Guts, sir. And Hob just like, okay. <laughs> pretty good. I dig Mutagen Man. I like Pigeon Pete. Pigeon Pete's always a lot of fun. Uh, that Mutanimal's book, that is, it's, it's, it's a it's fine Fine comic bookery is what that is. Um, oh, shit. As was Daredevil number 14. It has been a long time since I've had a comic book made me smile from cover to cover quite like Daredevil 14 did. Um, in recent months, Daredevil has outed himself. He's you know a public figure in San Francisco. Everyone knows he's Daredevil. And so he has a... Uh, meeting with his uh, girlfriend slash law partner's father who is uh, fronting him in advance to write a memoir, an autobiography. And he says to him, so everyone knows who you are. Why What's why do you still wear the mask? And so, well, basically just kind of out of habit. He says, fucking stop. You know, get your shit together. You know, you got to get your face out there. So he runs around uh, San Francisco. He, he buzzes his hair down really short and kind of keep you from able to grab it uh, and runs around uh, the city in a red and black three-piece suit with a fucking DD belt buckle in his cane, just kicking the shit out of guys on the way to the courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> the new gear is pretty sweet. It's brilliant. He fucking kicks in the courtroom, says, Daredevil for the defense, you know. He's uh, fighting the matador on top of a fucking drive-in movie theater on the uh, way across town, and he says, she says, oh, you know, there's a disturbance over and such and such. You know, do you need me to come pick you up? Says, ah, it'll, be, it'll be fine. I think it'll be a big deal. He says, hey, who wants to give me a ride to an active crime scene? <laughs> <laughs> he's just taking selfies of people just fucking living it up and you know celebrity obsessed west coast fucking great um introduce the owl's daughter really cool uh, neat design neat book great reveal at the end with like the big bad i mean just fucking perfect comic book cover to cover perfect story love it and uh you can uh read 
Kelly and myself and Mr. Ben Gilbert waxing uh, Love Fest again on uh, Mark Way's Daredevil Run uh, on Friday at PanelsOnPages.com. is the final installment. Final installment. Daredevil Deliberation. Oh, shit. Daredevil's oh, I thought, I coming, I thought of something it? else we could do for that, too. I'll post that in the, uh, right on. In the locker room later. Right on. I'm down. So, per, you know, point being, man, god damn it. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I loved it. So good. Uh, Daredevil comes out on Netflix next weekend. April 10th. A week from Friday, you guys. Yep. That's why we got it. Every Friday leading up until the Friday that it, the show was released. Yeah. So I, I kind of had a argument with Mahoney about this the other day. When I it's Tuesday. When I say next weekend, that doesn't mean the Saturday and Sunday that are coming up. No, that'd be this weekend. But it's also the next weekend that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually specify when I say something like that, I'll give a date along with it. Or maybe like maybe like once you hit Friday, next weekend will become the following week. That makes sense. Yeah, I can th- deal with that. This weekend is very specific. You know what you're talking about with this weekend. With next weekend, I feel like you need to specify. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I feel good about that. We'll be good about that. Oh, let's see what else. Uh, they wrapped up um, Electra. Electra number eleven. Um, that was re- a good series. It really was, man. Really tight. Um, always looked amazing. Like I've never seen this artist before. This Michael Del Mundo. But it was just like every issue was like a fucking fine art piece, man. Like it just looked amazing. That guy's covers are great. Yes. The covers like, did you see the variant he did for um? Start for the Darth Vader number one. No, I'll try and find a picture of it and put it in the chat. It's really awesome. Uh, it was all and uh, this story did a really cool. Uh, yeah, they put Bullseye back on the map, uh, put him back in play, but not at a hundred percent by the time the story is over, which is kind of cool. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, just really, really good, man. Like, I look forward to uh, getting this in a big, attractive hardcover. I liked it a lot. Really, really good. Um, and human number 13 came out, but I missed number 12 because that book comes out so fucking often. It's easy to overlook an issue. I got to go back and try that shit again. Uh, let's see three damn chapters. I don't remember which one's which, but three of the three chapters of the, uh, black vortex story came out and yeah, it was a bunch. <laughs> it's a bunch, but that's because they're just spreading out over a lot of different stories, man. And, uh, I'm ah, man. I'm all right with it, man. It's cool. I like that story quite a lot, actually. Uh, as far as it's, it's been a pretty well conceived crossover, man. Kind of kind of what you want a combo crossover to be. I greatly enjoyed it. Uh, so it went through fucking what was it? It was in um, Nova, Star Lord, and this week's Guardians, I believe it was. Really, really. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh shit! That Darth Vader cover is awesome. Yeah, right? Let's see what we got here. Oh, no, Denim Lost Sound. Holy shit, look at that. Yeah, man. Yeah, and so the, so the, the Electro Book Nice is just full of beautiful art like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, every, like, you know, every page of that book is cover quality artwork. I mean, it's, it's spectacular. Like, it's, it's something else. I mean, it's really something else. Um, I really, I got some at midnight. It was really, really cool. Issue five of that came out. Um, New Avengers made me want to fucking cry. It's so boring and stupid. 
this is probably my favorite issue of that book in a while. <laughs> it was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, but something. What the fuck? You haven't you haven't seen those characters in so long. Yeah. And like the fucking night mask guy turns into a baby and dies. You fucking Benjamin Buttons for some dumbass reason and never bothered to explain. And they fucking fight Beyonder robots and. We're supposed to give a shit because we think they've killed Thor, but we know they don't kill Thor. You know, I think I would enjoy this series a lot more if they had just made it a giant maxi-series and called it Avengers The End. Because then it doesn't have to tie it to the rest of the Marvel Universe. It right, can yeah. just be its own weird little thing. Yeah. And, and, think, and at this point, it's no. If it, there is no Avengers, there is no new Avengers. It's the same fucking story. Yeah, like, it's just Hickman the comic. Because yeah, it's, it's just his shit anymore. It's not an Avengers book. No. Like, uh, there was that tweet that I sent you. Where oh, man. That was, th- no one has ever been more nail on the head than that guy was at that moment. Yeah. And I'm pretty... Like, he knows this. Like, this is just his kind of bullshit now. <laughs> yeah. He, he knows what's happening. And, but, 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 then, but he's taken that bullshit and he's allowed it to be built into a thing that could essentially break the universe and break the line. And he's just pimping away. Yeah. So fucking crazy. I am real like I am really nervous about Secret Wars and its ramifications and its fallout. Like I have a it's 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 dreadful. Like I am dreading it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I love the Marvel Universe. I love the Marvel Universe. I love so many like the only Marvel books I don't really like right now are Hickman's Avengers books, are the ones that I'm reading at least. Yeah. You know, because because he's breaking shit, you know, and I really worry that a lot of really good stuff, like truly amazing books that they've got, are going to be lost and and destroyed because of this fucking Secret Wars nonsense. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like the Apocalypse arc in Uncanny Avengers is very comparable to Hickman's Avengers in terms of it doesn't feel like it touches anything else. But... I feel like it was okay for Uncanny Avengers because it wasn't going to destroy the entire Marvel Universe like it appears Hickman's run is going to. Yeah, you can tell big high-stakes stories in your books, you know? Yeah. That's, you know, that's part of superhero comics. That's, that's fine, you know, but it's when you try to tie it together while at the same time really not tying it to anything because nothing that's happening in those books has shit to do with anything else. No. And it's just going to be all of a sudden that, oh, wait, they really affect everything now. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're, you know, if you d- are not reading Avengers or New Avengers and, like, you know, you're not, like, way into, like, comic book news, your fucking world is going to crash in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, because you won't know what the fuck is happening. Because there's been nothing anywhere except maybe, like, Spider-Verse. Well, they even mentioned that, that this incursion shit is happening. It's very fucking strange. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was that one-off mention of it in Spider-Verse. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, you know, because the, uh, the British Captain, the Captain Britain Spider-Man, you know, the Captain Britain Corps have been observing the same kind of thing. And, but again, that's Spider-Verse, man. Perfect story. Big scope story. You know, impactful to the characters involved, but not threatening the entire fucking line, man. It's, yeah. Makes me nervous. Yeah, th- real, real th- nervous. that's going to be the downfall of secret wars is i <laughs> hickman will have to make that first issue new reader friendly and if it's not it's just going to tank it will in no way be new reader. how i mean like i'm not trying to shit in his mouth but like how could it be 
It all depends on what kind of story we're getting with Secret Wars, because I still, at this point, could not tell you what that book is going to be. Like, if it's going to be some kind of contest of champions, but on a giant level, I think that's something you could get people into. But if it's something more like Infinity, I guess. Which, I mean, Infinity was more new reader friendly, I suppose. But if he also had like a really clear beginning, middle and end, you know, it was the story, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I just don't know how this is going to all play out and how people that aren't reading Avengers are going to take it. And then, you know, as always, uh, Secret Avengers continues to be the best Avengers. Uh, This was the, uh, the penultimate issue, but next week, next month is going to be the finale. Uh, I'm going to miss this incarnation of this of this book quite a lot, man. Uh, yeah, I'm reading this one in trade, and I just picked up volume two, and you can tell they're really trying to sell it because the trade with five issues is only thirteen dollars. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of glad with my decision on this. Yeah, no kidding. So ha- have uh, have you met Vladimir yet? I'm not sure when he comes in. Is that the bomb? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he was in the first trade. I haven't, I haven't read the second bomb. Oh, so good, so good. Great stuff and all that, man. Uh, it's just, you know, it's it's a Modoc story. I love a good Modoc story. This is a great Modoc story. That's written by Alice Cotton. That dude, yeah, has some weird shit going on in his comics. Yeah, I have not read a single thing of his I did not really enjoy. Are you reading his uh, Winter Soldier book? Oh, that's the one I read of his that I didn't enjoy. That book is weird. That's the one. Yeah, it was it was too weird. For me, like it wasn't bad, but it's too weird to be a serviceable Bucky book. Yeah, it doesn't work as a Bucky book. It's a weird, like European sci-fi comic. It's pretty perfect. <laughs> yeah, but it's not something that makes me. I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that it stars Winter Soldier. Like, I just, yeah, yeah, I, I had to jump off that ship because it just didn't make any sense in context. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sticking with it just to see where this goes. At this point, it's. Cause it's, and I'm kind of at this point ignoring that it's Bucky. <laughs> just just it, close your eyes, pretend it's somebody else. Yeah, it's just a weird sci-fi comic at this point. Fair enough. Uh, last one we'll talk about is uh, Transformers Windblade Number One. It's the first uh, official part of the Combiner Wars crossover. They're gonna be shipping the comics out in toys and stuff. Uh, written by uh, Margaret Scott. Uh, and art by Sarah Stone. Uh, they did the original Windblade mini uh, last year. And man, she does. She draws really cool Transformers, and uh, and Margaret Scott just tight dialogue, really cool. They kind of show you uh, Windblade's homeworld, kind of where she came from. A little bit of backstory on her and her people. You also get big ass Combiners fighting, but of course, of course, dude, the Combiner War is on the cover. So you got Minosaur fighting Superion, uh, and they sort of. Uh, you know, personify those two combiners a little bit, which is pretty cool because uh, Minasaur has only been around one other time. It was years ago. And then Superion was kind of a spontaneous thing uh, from about maybe a year and a half back. So pretty interesting how they're bringing all that together. Um, great Starscream dialogue. She writes She writes an excellent Starscream. Uh, she may, of all the current crop, I think she probably writes the best Starscream. She's fantastic. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, and again, just really fun that they're gonna put these put this comic. It's fun and as accessible and new reader friendly as this shit is. They're packing it with a toy. I mean, that's fucking pitch perfect marketing. 
I mean, well, well, good on you guys at Hasbro and IUW. Very, very cool. What, what else you got, Kelly? Um, really, the only th- thing that I want to talk about this week is the newest issue of Multiversity, because I know it's going to make you happy, Lee. I'm so excited. <laughs> so this week was the was Ultra Comics, and that that is the comic that is making every other world go to shit. Where pretty much a main character reads it, and then everything goes to hell. And this is pretty much Grant Morrison's manifesto to vote with your dollar when you're buying comics. Go on. So the cover is one of those covers where it says, you know, if you read this, don't read this comic. It'll mean the end of the world if you do. Like it's the it's the guy talking to you. What is it? Multiversity number what? What the fuck? It's Multiversity Ultra Comics. Okay. So. Ultra Comics is a comic made in a lab by scientists pretty much to appeal as to many as people possible. And over the course of the book, there's a bunch of times where they tell you to put the book down, like, this is your last chance, stop reading it while you can. And then eventually the bad guy gets revealed and gets put into your brain. And, like, at one point, at one page, he kind of flips the script and just says, you know, turn the page, slave. So the main message of the book is as long as you keep buying these shitty comics, they'll keep making them. So it's like he's pretty much against it's pretty much his thing saying, I don't like the new 52. (laughs) He's against because the bad guys are called the the gentry. So he's against the gentrification of comics, which was kind of the DC house style when the new 52 came around. It's Motherfucker, you wrote action comic. Motherfucker, you wrote action comics number one. Yeah, not for nothing, but he was kind of part of the problem. (laughs) Did you read that action comics? (laughs) I read the first issue and I liked it. That was I wrote the first several issues and then I got a nosebleed. Yeah, it didn't fit into that that kind of. No, it definitely didn't. New Fifty Two at all. (laughs) Yeah, I. I, God damn it, it was. (laughs) It was more than Superman. I really should have known better, because it's just another. It's just a part of his overall Superman story. Basically, yes. Because, like, if you read all his Superman comics, they all tie together. Like, in All-Star Superman, it ends with Superman going up and fixing the sun and staying in there. And then in DC 1 million, the Superman comes out of the sun to save everyone. So it's like all of his Superman stuff ties together, and he kind of just doesn't pay attention to what else DC does with it. Huh. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah, like I was read, I read. I think it was a guy that wrote for CBR, like listed all of Morrison's uh, Superman comics and put them in the chronological order that makes sense for it. And so, if you just read them in that order, it's it's one continuous tale. It's like one tale. big story. Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, it that's kind, kind of, of flies in the face of, of what comics are. But yeah. hey, <laughs> they say Frank Miller did the same thing with Batman. Yeah, no, I'll totally agree with that. To the point where, like, you know, he introduces Sarah Essen in year one, and then, you know, Gordon and Sarah Essen are married in Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much some, something like that. <laughs> we were, uh, every once in a while, you know, we'll just sit, in, sit on the floor up here in the office, me and the kid, and we'll start looking through comic books. And she asked me about Batman stuff, whatever, and she's going through, we're just kind of looking at basically every Batman book I've got, you know. Mm-hmm. And we get to uh, Dark Knight Returns. 
And I'm like, this is actually a really cool story. This is about Batman as an old man. Like, he stopped being Batman for a while, and he came back. And she says, oh, this is the one with the girl Robin. I said, yeah, it's the one with the girl Robin. And she says, show me pictures. Good on you, Zoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm showing her pictures of the girl Robin. It's cool. Uh, And she's like, and so what's this one? And she points to Dark Knight Strikes again. I go, this is, uh, (laughs) this one came after that one. And, uh, yeah, so we're flipping through. She goes, what's this one about? I go, I don't know. <laughs> I've read this book like three times. I, I don't really know what it's about. More importantly, it came after 9-11 happened. And 9-11 that happened Frank Miller in the middle insane. of it, and it yeah. broke it. Yeah. yeah. It's, you can see, it's really a weird thing to read because you can see him. Like, you can see Frank Miller break while this comic is coming. Yeah. Whatever it was going it. to be is not what it ended up being. That's for damn yeah. sure, you know? It's like if... Because then you can take that almost as the through line to holy terror. Right. And that is, oh boy. But I said, I said, so would you, what if I told you that the same artist that drew this one uh, drew this one? And she says, there's no way. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, same guy. Many years later, but the same guy. She goes, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes. (laughs) No fool on that one. So what about you, uh, Nas, what'd you read that you're so excited about? I downloaded, well, not downloaded because they're, they're legal. They're IDW, uh, review copies, but I went through to make sure that I got all of the Ninja Turtles ongoing books that I haven't read yet. And I realized that I left off with issue 32 so tonight, I had intended on reading all of these before the show tonight, but that shit didn't happen. So I read number 33, which was the issue where they uh, got back to New York after staying on the farm and fight, nice. fighting that crazy bird character. And the issue was all about uh, Casey and Hun. You know oh, that them, was a good one, yeah. You know them uh, Ninja Turtles creators? Got some fucking daddy issues. <laughs> so I've got uh, 11 to go, right? That is, if my math is right, to get to the point where uh, Donatello may or may not have been murdered. Yeah, it's issue 44. Uh, and then uh, today, I, well, I haven't read it yet, but I have it pulled, is the first four issues of Lumberjanes. I'm going to. Read it and see what's up. People love that shit, People man. People love yeah, it. People love it. So we'll see. Oh, Skype just informed me it's Kirsten Nicholson's birthday today. Well, happy birthday, Kirsten Nicholson. April Fool's. Wait, is it, it's April Fool's Day. <laughs> so is it really your birthday? I don't know. I don't know anything. Jesus. I don't know nothing anymore. DTA, don't trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. April Fool's Day is now Stunner Day. Just Stunner everyone. <laughs> I like it. Just to be safe. <laughs> Perfect. You got anything, Jose? I read uh, not a thing. <laughs> got a new toy, though. What you got, homie? Ooh. We got a new uh, glide with the arms. Oh, that new toy. Uh, yeah, you guys know the the glide cam that we've used oh, for the past few nice. years. Yeah, this one is the one with the fucking crazy Bane vest, and then it's got the Doctor Octopus arm that helps him hold it. Oh, that's nice. fucking that is that's straight up tits, sir. Well done. So uh, that's a that's a fucking learning curve because the arm 
It's some intense shit, man. He almost like smacked you, himself in the face with that yourself, arm. You have to relearn how to walk with that fucking Essentially, thing. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a monitor now, so that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. At the bottom of it, it has a monitor so he could uh, you know, watch his feet as he walks and also see his shot. It's pretty pimp. That's that is pretty really pimp. Cool. I don't know about walking through crowds yet. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need a wide berth, man. <laughs> But, you know, we will have selected shots ready. I look forward to seeing it in action. Oh, too soon, man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what is it? C2E2 is next week? God damn. <laughs> yeah, it's next weekend. <laughs> we figured that out, right? That, that's, that's right? <laughs> next weekend? That makes sense? What toy did you think I was talking about? I don't know. I was excited to hear <laughs> I thought you got. Oh yeah! I thought you got an actual new toy. I was like, I was excited to hear about it. I love no. toys. Yeah, it came with a DVD. I'm gonna have to watch. We'll see the quality of DVD. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that just be a bummer if it's just terrible? <laughs> <laughs> Shaky shots. It's just a wedding filmed with that camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Glide cam, over dramatic wedding shot. Oh Jesus! So, but I do believe I—I I dare say that's our show. Welcome yeah. back, Jose. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> missed you guys. We missed you too. You're Aww. always missed, sir. So, yeah, yeah. Come back next week. We'll do the show all over again. No uh, promises. I think I will. <laughs> we're, we're on the road to C two B two, fellas. Uh, oh, see you, motherfuckers, in like a month. Not even. Not even a month. So we'll be doing be too sweet and high five with an ass slapping in person. <laughs> oh, I'm a Guys, Mary's so bringing the belt to C2E2, right? Oh, she fucking better. Jose got <laughs> to see it in person. Oh, last I got night. to see that for the first time last night. <laughs> that bitch has some heft. She I didn't want to put it on off. because I'll put it on when I'm the rightful owner of that belt. Oh, but, there you go. But there's a cool little side plate where we can get the engravings of the names. Oh, that's cool. Ooh. Who doesn't love a championship belt, you guys? Yeah. It's got some fucking half. Jose Finger, says, you dinged it up! <laughs> Jose says... I saw it. I'm going to be nice. Oh. I'm going to be nice to you guys. Uh, when I win this, uh, I'll just come pick it up. <laughs> you don't have to mail it. I'll save you on the yeah. shipping. Yeah, I told him I'll save him shipping. I'll just come <laughs> by and grab it. All I'm going to say is if it's c eat in the hotel lobby after Mary and I have her face off, if she wants to clock me with that belt, I'll take that hit. <laughs> We're Thank running it, some yeah. angles. Congratulations <laughs> on winning the uh, football. This week, <laughs> you don't want to do a fucking Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns tug of war with it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Mary could take Kelly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Email us, folks. Popcast at palinsonpage.com. I'll leave us a voicemail at 616-951-1POP. We will play and or read them on the air. Uh, yeah, uh, let us know if you go to C2E2, man. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys there. Um, you know, not sure exactly what we're doing just yet, but we'll be there you know, in full effect as per usual. Uh, so, yeah, for Jason Nyes, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris, I am the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. And I join us next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central on Tuesday nights at chat.panelsonpage.com. Uh, good night. I love you. Goodbye. Yeah. Ooh, I love my ugly boy, so 
home goes precious Life's crazy and no god lessons Chill the fuck out, I got this you Got nothing to worry about, trust me You trust your ninja cause she don't play Everything's gonna be okay I can make your problems go away And I ain't scared of shit Whatever the fuck this take care of it If you strap for cash, hit it straight for a crash
That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. 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 You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.